Good morning. Hello. Good morning. You're on time. <laughs> as usual, as per usual, coming to you live. There you go. From the Geek Crunch Ranch. You rant. must want to quit early so you could go light some fireworks or something. <clears throat> yes. like I better I better show up on time. Across the border to Indiana and get some fireworks. Yeah. It's weird for us because we have like this north south road and Rival, on, right, north south rivalry. Uh it's like it goes along parallel with the highway and uh we live off of it. And on the left side fireworks are illegal totally. But on the right side, it's outside of city limits, and you can buy fireworks. So it's so right. weird. <laughs> so you see lots of people going across. Yeah, in. just driving across the street. So, yeah, very strange. That's funny. Which side are you on? I'm on the fire outside of city limits. Oh, you're, you're, you're on the, uh, the rebels, the recluse. Yeah. No rules, no laws. Breaking the law, breaking the law. That's why you can have goats breaking in your the backyard. Law, breaking the law. And no one can stop you. That's right. Goats and chickens. And have 18 children in one room. That's right. No one can stop you. That's because we're on the other side of the road. The side of the tracks. <clears throat> That's right. Just like pretty and pink. Oh, I got two pairs of reading glasses in here. That's where my other pair of reading glasses went. Ah, uh, but you'll probably step on them in this episode, <laughs> and then you'll only have one. I'm super prepared. Maybe I'll put them both on and be able to see super well. Yeah. Now you can't see far, though. You put those on, and you won't that's, be able to see your bookshelf. True. You'll be like, that's what's true. going on? <laughs> what's going on on my bookshelf? <clears throat> I'm the opposite. I can't. I can read pretty good without my glasses, but with my glasses, because I can't see far, I can't read with them. Yeah, it's the same. So I need, I need, I need, I need uh, progressive lenses, but I'm too f afraid, and I don't want to, I don't want to experiment with that expensive of an investment. So I, I haven't gone that route. Are they expensive? Well, you have to pay for glasses that you're looking at like a thousand bucks with insurance. That's because insurance would be like, oh yeah, here we'll, let's we'll like for we'll cover for part part of your frame and your prescription yeah. or something like that, and then they have to do the lens, and then it shoots you out of the. Yeah, that's like for contacts, because I have like the disposable contacts, and I think insurance will cover like six months worth of them. It's like, really? You're going to cover six months of contacts? <laughs> what do I do for the other six months? It's a scam. It's like, oh yeah, you got to pay for that. I can't like, believe, oh, though, you don't find, well, I, I guess you're you're like my mom. My mom will wear contacts. But I, I always found them. Yeah, your um... mom's cool. <laughs> well, I always found them. Um... <laughs> discomfort like yeah, not feel them in your eye well i didn't find them like they hurt like they didn't hurt but right. i knew they were in my eye 
Do you know they're in your eye or you can't even tell anymore? I mean, if I pay attention to it, I can tell they're in my eye. But yeah, day to day, I don't really notice them unless there's an issue with them. I've been doing it for so long, though. But with the COVID world, why would you even need to put them in? (laughs) It's not that I don't want wear glasses because i don't like how i look in glasses no it's it's i know it's for nerdy legion it's like oh my god nick (laughs) nick won't think as highly of me if i come with my gray hair and my glasses i have to dye my hair come out with my assless assless chaps and and have my contacts in i gotta tape tape my buttocks that's right so they're tighter (laughs) (laughs) you wear one of those what do you call it girdles on your ass, though. It's you're, like you're giving, you're... <laughs> an ass girdle. <laughs> an ass girdle. I do. You're not... I didn't know we were going to expose all of my secrets. <laughs> hey, when we share episode. rooms, I, I know all your dirty little <laughs> secrets. You That's can true. be my dirty little secret. That is true. <clears throat> One day, I, I'll probably switch to... The glasses, but for now, I, I don't well, know. I, I feel like I see. I feel like I see the computer better, like my oh, laptop with, um, better with contacts than yeah. glasses. Well, I'm getting bad now. That's what I'm starting to see blurry at the computer distance. Do you know yeah. what I mean? <clears throat> That's yeah, ex- and, exactly. And I, it's far enough that I need my glasses, but it's close enough that I'm in that danger zone like mm-hmm. so I, I i don't know what i'm gonna do but i'm gonna retire hopefully before that and i don't have to <laughs> look at the computer anymore yeah well i mean the screen you can always push it like further away from you right yeah so, like you can adjust the distance the laptop's the only thing that's an issue for me because you can only get so far away from a laptop <laughs> yeah you still need to be able to type so but that, yeah, there's gonna come a point where it's like, well, I'll just have to increase. I'll, be, I'll have my my zoom on my screen to like 200. <laughs> <laughs> percent I'm sure you got a good monitor. I don't. I just have the laptop screen, cause you work on it. Yeah. You I probably have, have a dual monitor or triples. Yeah. Yeah, I got the monitors for work. You have like a docking station or what? <clears throat> No, I don't have a docking station. You just run all the HDMI into Yeah, it's just coming <clears> off the the computer. computer. Yeah. Yep. So how have you been? You have Monday off, I take it? I do. Yeah. I've been good. And I took Friday off too. Oh wow! I was gonna take Friday off because I hit my forty on on Thursday, but mm. now I don't have to have a holiday. In other words, <clears throat> because I worked a full day on a Friday, I can roll that over into the next week, which means I don't have to take my eight hours of vacation or ho- holiday time on the holiday, and I can save that eight hours for the future. Okay. <clears throat> So I had, had a its benefit, of... but I hate 
I have a lot of vacation. I'm not at the yeah. threshold. I'm at like three. I'm okay. at like three thirty right now, and uh, you can only go up to four hundred. Okay, so you still have. Yeah, I still have seventy ways to go. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Well, they switched us to unlimited PTO, so. What? Everything's mean. Everything's meaningless now. <laughs> Unlimited personal time off. Yeah. Why don't you ever work again? Just because I get fired. <laughs> <laughs> no, but because <laughs> I have work to do. Yeah. If it actually, I think we had a COVID outbreak, so that the unlimited PTO yeah. would have worked out good. Up. I had to. Yeah. I had to delve into my sick leave, which is personal time off but right. i only get 40 of that so oh so that's separate I, than your yeah i well i have vacation. three three types of leaves i have personal t- um personal time off which is kind of like your sick leave or business like if you have to go get your tires replaced or something <clears throat> and then you got your optional holidays which are like six plus your holidays so i get those you have six optional holidays i think you have two optional holidays i got six but you got unlimited pto so he gives a fuck (laughs) you don't even have to use (laughs) i guess they look uh if you're gone for more than a week on pto they oh they raise an eyebrow maybe i don't know yeah, I mean, yeah, if if someone's abusing it. I mean I, th- I think that's what happened to our company. They started abusing it and they took it away. Yeah, and I think um I mean it's it's also about your work, right? If you're if you're getting your work done. I mean, honestly, I I'm probably taking less PTO now than I did when I had regular like a limited PTO. Yeah, because when you have limited, you're kind you of want to use it. To, yeah, you're forced to use it up. But if it's unlimited, it's like you got so much. If you're busy and have a lot of work to do, it's like there's nothing forcing you to do it. So you end up just not using it. <laughs> yeah, it's I don't know. You also feel kind of guilty taking off time because it's like I don't know. I'm not guilty, but. I get you feel guilty if you took off too much time. At least I would. Like I've been working here so long, I I don't really have a desire to steal time from the company, you know. <laughs> yeah. That's maybe, maybe that's when why I was like maybe having forty is enough. I mean, I just think in COVID it would be nice to have eighty, <laughs> just because like COVID week. Take, took me out and it's not like I could the nature of my job I could work at right, home, you work from home I, yeah. I, I I could but the, there's little very little I could do and well I didn't feel done. like it, I didn't feel like it anyway yeah I mean you could do like training or something from home I was already caught up in my training I don't you can learn a new skill I, I can't learn a new I don't get paid for that that's bound bag man <laughs> If I if I could learn new skills and get paid, shit, I'd Why be working at home all the time. So they went to paid you if you try to if you're you're off because of COVID and you're at home, 
and they they wouldn't pay you for learning something. No, at they home? would have given me more work like outside of my job, but then that would have just piled more shit on when I got back to work. So you yeah. need to finish all this other shit up too. And it's like I already have enough work. I already have more than a full time job's worth of work. Yeah. I don't need more. It's rough. Yeah. I just don't like taking. I just don't like taking time off when you're sick, because it's not like you can do what you want to do. Can't enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I had the COVID. I just. I can. I work remotely, so I was just able to just keep working. You didn't feel miserable enough to not work. Oh no, maybe a couple days. Uh. I did. I, I mean, it took a couple. Like the. Did it ever get? I'm trying to remember now if it ever got that bad. Maybe a day. Yeah, maybe want to do anything. Maybe a day or two where I was not motivated to do anything. But once I got past that, then I was. Once I got past like the first few days, then it then it's just going through the last, whatever, five days where it just kind of drags on. Well, I still have a lingering kind of cough, like I haven't shaken. Moves around in in your sinuses. This is like week four. I don't think it's been week four. For me, yeah. Is it? No. It's gonna start. It's gonna start week four. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I say done three. And it's still lingering. Well, I I still cough. Mm Hmm. Yeah, I feel a hundred percent though, because I could exercise at the same levels that I was exercising before. Like I finally finished watching uh, "Who Killed Sarah." Um, oh, season three. I fucking got it. Kind of went off the rails with ridiculousness, but <laughs> it, it was. Start, it, it, I started it was, watching it. I watched the first two episodes. Yeah. I think. They just went off the rails on the first episode. <laughs> well, it, it continues to go bat. off the rails. <laughs> right off the bat, they almost lost me. To be honest, I'm like, this is getting a little too ridiculous. Yeah, I had to see. I had to see it through, but it got <laughs> it got really. It had a satisfying ending. Like if you just look at the ending as the an ending, but yeah. to get to the ending, it got a little like fucking nuts. Like. <clears throat> they they started to pay, play with a like a lot of like they well they introduced Leon the professional I forget what that actor's name is Renee yeah, something Je- or no. Jean Renault Jean Renault uh, I know I saw him I'm like whoa he he plays a major part of season three but in mm-hmm. my opinion season three was the worst because I think season one mm-hmm. and two everything just seemed a little bit viable and you still didn't know what was going on, but when well, it you kind of, it kind of told a complete story too. When you finally see what is the driving, like why we got where we right, were now they're going digging deeper into the past. Yeah. Stuff, secrets from the past. There's an incredible amount of flashbacks. I, I think it's worth watching if you if you can get past the first two episodes. I think it's worth watching. <clears throat> it's not as it, it's not as engrossing as the other one, but a new money heist started. Did you see that? Oh, the the remake. 
Is it a remake? Yeah, it's a Korean remake. I did not know that. It's the same yeah. thing then? It is, I was trying to like look into it to see what it said. I know I didn't look into the exact details of it, but at a high level they said it's 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 the same basic story, but some of the stuff has changed, so I'm sure they've modified it somewhat. But yeah, I was trying to decide if I feel like watching it or not, because it's like I love Money Heist so much. It'd be, it'd be interesting to see what changes they made. <clears throat> yeah, it's like if they Americanized it, right? Yeah, but it's like I don't want to ruin. <laughs> well, it's not gonna ruin my my. Uh, part of me is gonna be I'm gonna be watching, being like, that's not the same. They changed yeah. it. that's not right. That actor sucks. <laughs> that's not Berlin. I think yeah, they the same, I, uh... like I think it's the same characters and everything. I didn't know that. I thought it was like another like it's not even the same creators or they just bought the name essentially. Yeah, um, I don't know for sure, but my understanding is that it's just, yeah, just like an American remake, but a Korean remake. So it's like buying the issue one of Profit again and seeing that somebody else inked Rob's pencils. (laughs) Not quite, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of like it. (laughs) It'd be like someone buying Youngblood. And then bring out a new Youngblood number one. But they never will because they just bought it and let it die. <laughs> Somebody asked me a good question for Mike like, M's Weekly Reads. But it, do, that... but it does work, right? Because the American office arguably was better than the British version of the office. I think so. But I only watched... That's because I only watched one or two of the other one. Yeah. I mean, they're both fantastic, but that's an example of where the remake was worth worth watching. Well, I think, like, even, is it Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead? I think it's amazing. Like, Yeah, I like that. I, 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 th- I think it's way better than the original. I, I wouldn't say it's way better, but it's definitely... Well, the first one's really campy, but I, I actually think the the remake has a more horror vibe to it. Like, sure, it's yeah, more. It's, it's different. Plus, man. their speed—they <laughs> have speed. Right. <clears throat> so yeah, I I liked it. I mean, and it, and it there are scenes like even when the outbreak starts in Dawn of the Dead and Zack Snyder, where the little girl is at the, she's at the base of the parents' bed. <laughs> Just staring at them? <laughs> that's pretty freaky shit, man. Yeah. And then uh, the the one woman that's pregnant and has a baby zombie. Oh, yeah, zombie baby. That's fucking insane. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so but so that's what that's where I'm kind of on the edge on Money Heist where it's like I should probably just at least try it. I think I'll, I think I'll, I think I'll try it, but I think I need to step away from a masterpiece for a while, and just I'm still digesting it. It's so good. Do you know what I mean? I'm not fully digesting what money heist. Oh, the, the original. original. Yeah. <laughs> you're still digesting it. The uh, yeah, the glory of it, like it's just. Yeah, you're still basking in the glory. I'm basking in the sunlight <laughs> of the money heist. I don't want to tarnish that until I can right. let it. Move its fades. course, yeah. yeah. 
little fades into the, the only thing I, I really regret about sunset. money heist is i really god i really wish i could have shared that with barb because it was so good like it was something that we would have discussed like all our other shows that we watched together and on mm-hmm. a different level like it was so good well now you can have it. that same experience with money heist korea yeah but I'm a little less uh yeah. I'm a little Don't less motivated if it's based on the same premise like yeah, same. right I was hoping for another money heist in Korea That's why when I first saw it I was like <gasps> my heart <laughs> But then I was like oh We saw that movie uh what was it called A Man from Toronto Have you heard about that that's the that's my my autobiography. You mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah in, 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 uh, Kevin Hart plays your part. <laughs> I've never heard of this movie, man. From Toronto. Yeah, it's uh, got I've Woody Harrelson it. and uh, Kevin Hart. It's on Netflix. Oh, Netflix. I'm surprised it didn't pop up on your. Um, I don't know how probably, you watch Netflix, but then. like if you go to Netflix, at least if I'm casting, if I go to Netflix and I don't hit play right away, it like just will like cycle through a bunch of movies that are, you know, you'll yeah, like new, this, you should watch this, blah, stuff blah, in blah. Your face. Yeah, number one <clears throat> in the country or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that, how I found out about Money Heist Korea. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the same way I found out about it. That came across, and I'm like, what the hell? So I added it to my list. And uh, I added two movies. I added Senior Prom, um, and I added we're, – we're, we're almost done with Senior Prom. And we added The the Man from Toronto. I, w- I will say that like I'm a sucker for Woody Harrelson, like – I, I really like his presence on the film. Like I, I'm so I'm already biased. Like I already go in with a bias because I like him so much. Right. But um, there there is there were two scenes in there that had me bust in the gut, and uh, they were Kevin Hart scenes. But uh, <laughs> they were really funny, man. They were so good. Um, yeah, it, it's an entertaining film if you just want some mindless entertainment. Uh, the premise of it, I'll, I'll tell you what the premise of it is. Uh, Woody Harrelson plays one of those guys that gets answers. In other words, he brings his uh, suitcase full of torture tools, and he'll get an answer oh, like for you. Interrogator or something? Yep, and Kevin Hart gets mixed up in his role by a misunderstanding of an address and then they think he's the man from Toronto. That's the premise of it. So it's Woody Harrelson interrogating. Woody Harrelson is the serious character. And then, uh, Kevin Hart is the character that gets caught in the situation that people think he's the man from Toronto and he's not, that's Woody Harrelson. So it's like mistaken identity because he's at the wrong place at the wrong right. time. <clears throat> yeah. And hijinks ensues. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be. That sounds like it would be entertaining, goofy entertainment. 
Yeah, we watched that on Friday night. And then yesterday I, I fell asleep, but we were watching Senior Prom. And that's about a girl that was a cheerleader that went into a coma and then decides to go back to high school. Just one of those comedies. Okay. Oh, is it senior year? Senior year, yeah. Okay, I saw, I, I did see that one pop up on my screen. Rebel Wilson. And there's there's another one that is just a series that we started watching that had to do with God and an angel. Um, I forget what the hell that one's called, but it has uh, what is that? I can't think of her name. She's one of the most popular. She was in Mike and Molly, but she's in all kinds of movies. Oh, yeah. It it stars her and her husband in real life. And it has to do with, like, an angel. Uh, Some guy getting, uh, I guess, mystical abilities from heaven. So, yeah, that one's pretty interesting. My mom kind of told me to watch that one, so we started watching that. I forget what that one's called. But we all know that angels are vicious killers. Yes, so from Spawn. We see that Spawn. all the time. May I actually have a, a retro review for today that in, involves the world of Spawn. Cool. I have a retro review too. Um, I, Oof, I went teasers. To, yeah, People I went. Excited. I went to the flea market again, and I I dropped mm-hmm. like only thirty bucks, but came home with like a huge stack of comics because they were like fifty cents each. Oh man! Uh, and the cool thing Hang is, on, I gotta change my underwear. Uh, <laughs> the cool <laughs> thing is, is I almost completed my. Comics Greatest World. Um, oh, the uh, Dark Horse? Yeah. And I bought a lot of image titles that I just didn't have, like Telos, and there was a couple other miscellaneous Telos, things. That's, that's that the guy who passed, right? Todd Desanago, Dez- Mike Riringo. Yeah, Riringo. Yeah. Yeah, I have, I have some Telos. I've never read it, though. I read the first the first one and it, it was it was pretty good it's fantasy really, it was, based there's todd whatever <laughs> what's his name yeah let me let me look up his name Zero. I, he's i thought that guy well that guy i've seen at a convention before it's uh todd DeZago. yeah doesn't he do and mike Rearingo. i saw him at the convention that i think we were both at he was selling Telos's like collected edition at a, a hardcover. Really? I, yeah, he does do Parabenas. I thought so. Yeah, Telos. Parabenas. Yeah, I got like one through ten. Well, I almost completed the the run of that as well. So yeah, I got miscellaneous, but. For my retro review, I, I read X, which is visually like I, at least I think it's. I, I think there's like Comics Greatest World. Like there were three hits, at least hits that were able to make it into double digits, and 
it was X and barbed wire. We even got a feature film, and then Ghost. I, yeah, I think Ghost. those. I think I think Ghost had the most like comics. Like if you look at all <clears throat> the iterations of Ghost and all the different series and stuff, and her team ups with other characters. I think mm-hmm. Ghost by far was the most successful, and then X X and Barbed Wire kind of I, I would say Barbed Wire was slightly more popular because of she got a feature film with Pamela Anderson. Yeah, I remember so, that. So uh, I would like to rewatch that now, but uh, I don't know if it's streaming anywhere. I know I could probably buy it on. Yeah, Amazon the first Prime. first Ghost series had thirty six issues. That's a yeah. lot. And then there's X, and he had two series. So, so Comics Greatest World was a series that started off with, I think it's called World's Greatest Comics or Comics Greatest World, and they were like a weekly event, and it was based on city. So like, Arcadia was one of the cities, and out of there came like X and Pitbulls, and I can't remember everybody that came out of there. But uh, they're, they were more like Hub City or Gotham. Like it was uh, a city of crime and there was no uh, justice or anything. And uh, I can't remember where Barbed Wire... Barbed Wire might have come out of there. I'm not sure. But uh, I like this series because it's... You don't know his alias. Like you don't know who X is. So you he can't have like him turn to Bruce Wayne or something like this. So he's always X. Right, at you least you think the, you, you the only X see the costume. Which means that most of the most of the time he's it, it's a fist fight. Like he's kicking ass in every page of the book. <laughs> or it's somebody that's chasing him because the government's corrupt. Like the mayor has this assistant and he actually sends these cool like droids after him they're they're they're, like programmed and you can see processing lock on and they like lock on target and they're out to destroy him but x kind of manipulates the the droids in order to destroy themselves because by the time they lock on the target he somehow gets in the back of another droid and ends up shooting itself but they're pretty they can like repair themselves and stuff and they did have a gunfight or a laser fight or whatever with the pet bulls and they sort of decimated the pet bulls but even though the pet bulls their costumes look like i don't know they look like wrestler costumes like uh what do they call it uh mexican wrestlers like luchadors luchadors they they almost look like luchadors but with no colorful costumes they just have the masks. They're they're like dark blue, and then some body clothing. But I guess their clothing actually protects them because they got their asses handed to them by these androids. But they don't even care. Like the the government there doesn't care if they're like in police helicopters and they're just like shooting out of the helicopters and they're just killing people on the street like they don't they don't have a care in the world like if they're after x they're gonna try to get x mm-hmm. and then there's other weird corruptions like there's this guy that's just using women um 
like he he'll he'll say oh yeah he's rich and he's famous he's got a talk show and stuff and he'll he, he like uh will take him in the the uh limousine and have sex with them and then say okay he tells his limo driver take her home or wherever she wants to go i want nothing to do with her now but he gets involved with uh x and then there was supposed to be a throwdown between titan who's like that you know the comics greatest world's superman and x but it says we're taking a break in publishing and we're publishing out this this mini-series, Will to Power. I don't know if you remember that one. I do remember that, yeah. That was like a weekly series. And it says, well, that fight will... And I'd have to go dig through a lot of long boxes to find Will to Power. I did buy <laughs> Will to Power. But I, uh, I, I didn't want to go through boxes, so I didn't get to see the fight between X and Titan. Oh, it doesn't look like I own any Will to Power. But it's got Doug Munch. Uh, I mean, not Doug Munch. What a, what am I talking about? I'm trying to think of the artist. Doug Munch is the is one of the writers. Stephen Grant is the writer. But uh, let me look up the artist. Oh, Doug Monkey. I had the first name right. But I really like Doug Monkey's art. Like, he draws some badass panels, man, where... You'll like see like these poses where the boot is coming out of fa your face and stuff like that, and the way he draws the boot with the laces, there's like all kinds of detail in it. Like it looks really cool, and his yeah. costume's pretty appealing. It he has an X over it, and the way he's like Zorro. Uh, if you ever watch Zorro, Zorro marks his victim sometimes with a Z on the he do a sword. He go Z. With the sword, well, X will mark his victims with one slash across their face, and that's kind of a warning. And if you get the second slash, that means you're dead, like you're gone. And in issue two, there is a uh, somebody that's acting like X that's killing a lot of people too. So it's uh, what do they call those people that are copycat killers? That, well, he's like a copycat, yeah, a copycat killer for X, yeah. Okay. Was so doing the slash. Yeah, but Monkey does like a lot of the initial run, and then it switches in issue six to PK Russell. But PK, but P. Uh, Craig Russell, he's got that real s smooth line and like fantasy line. Um, mm. He draws like the setup of something that happened in the past and then it switches artists to uh, Ron R Wagner. Uh, it does have like a uh, uh, Jimmy Palmiotti inks and the cover on six was do done by Cosada, which is cool. And the, the thing I like about comics back in the day is I really like inks. <laughs> I, I've come to the conclusion. I, I, I guess in my early life, I never noticed the inker. Like, I, I, I didn't care. Like, I was like, I was watching, um, what is that? Uh, mall rats, where they make fun of inkers because, uh, is it mall rats? No, it's um, Chasing Amy because Chasing Amy deals with the comic book creative team. 
mm-hmm. that draws like the adventures of uh, Fat Man and Chronic or whatever they're called. Um, and he plays one of the guys plays an inker, and they always make fun of her. He's just, he's just a tracer. A tracer. You really don't realize. At least I never did. I never realized how much that inker made a difference. Like, it it could make a difference between light and day, like whether you like the art or not. Because it depends on the artist doing the breakdowns and then the inker filling in that stuff and all the backgrounds, how detailed or non-detailed that panel looks. And it, it, I didn't realize it until like my 40s. I mean, that's just late in life how important an inker was. And yeah, now, was... now that I'm in my 50s, I really notice it, and uh, I find it fascinating because I, I was just reading Defenders, like a lot of Defenders, and this was like the Keith Giffen era where Keith Giffen was doing pencils, and he had a lot of different inkers, and hit every like when he switched inkers, like all of his issues looked different. Like they were, right. you couldn't even tell it was Keith Giffen. And the right. ones that I liked the most is when Mike Royer came in and did, did the inks for, for Keith Giffen, because it totally looked like Kirby. Like, it, yeah, I was going to say that's Yeah. Remember we saw Kirby. Mike Royer too in that panel. That was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, X was a lot of fun because it really is a bunch of an action-packed comic that doesn't really have time to uh, waste time. It's like watching a Michael Bay film like Ambulance. Like you, you, oh, I'll just take a break during the slow part and go take a piss. You can't because it's just one big action. Yeah, if you, scene. if you only see him when he's in character, then there is. A... There's not going to be a lot of downtime for him. Yeah. I mean, there there is a little downtime because they have to, the bad guys are doing something or the right. crime lords are doing something, but it's not, it's not a lot of downtime. So, yeah, X is, I, I almost completed the run. I only, like, need two more issues, which is good. And then I was able to get a couple more issues of barbed wire. So I think I'm only issue. I think I finished my run of barbed wire and then uh, I found another issue of motorhead and machine, which were uh, another uh, comics greatest worlds uh, spinoffs. I wonder if I have will to power. I got to look at this. Yeah, I have it. Yeah. I don't have an extensive collection when it comes to the comics' greatest world stuff. I, I never really got into it when it was coming out, other than getting like the first issues, maybe the first couple issues of some of the series. And I just I was, I was excited about it, but I kind of I collected the comics' greatest worlds, like Arcadia, you know all the different uh, cities. And then I, mm-hmm. I think I started number ones of every title, but I didn't, I didn't keep up with them. Yeah. Comics greatest world. 
I gotta finish. I gotta finish this. Yeah, I mean, but... I guess the good, the good, the good thing about it is those issues are reasonable, so you can get them for on the cheap. So. So Arcadia. For the most part. Arcadia has the best characters. It has X. It has Pet Bulls, Ghost. And uh, he did have a run-in with Monster in, in his own series. I, I I didn't realize him as Monster, but now that I see him in there. And uh, so there, the, those were the uh, heroes there. And then there was Cinnabar Flats. I don't even remember this one. I remember the titles, but that was D- Division 13. Oh, yeah. Hero Zero. I don't remember Hero Zero. Uh, (laughs) King Tiger. Oh, yeah, King Tiger. And Out of the Vortex. I have some Out of the Vortex. Yeah. So, and then it went to Golden City, and Golden City had uh, Rebel. He's a (laughs) weird-looking costume, because he's got, like, this chest area that, that goes all the way to where, like, the pubes might be showing and in that chest area there's no cloth but you got to see a picture of this bill looks ridiculous so it's just like open uh look at comics greatest world's golden's golden city on uh number one and you'll see it's ridiculous it it is almost like um Who's the character that Mike Grill always makes fun of because he changed the costume? Was it Cosmic Boy? I think it was Cosmic Boy. He made like an inverse girder, uh, garter uh, for, for Cosmic Boy. Well, this this guy's got something weird going on. And then he's got a tattoo of a heart with crossbones across it. It's, it's very unusual. So the other one is Mecha. I guess he's like a mech, a mech warrior. And then Titan, who's the Superman character, he's in Golden City. And then the Catalyst Agents of Chance. And then the Force City is the one that has Ghost, I believe. A Steel Harbor. No, it has a Barbed Wire. I already said Ghost was in Arcadia. So Barbed Wire was in Issue 1. The Machine was in Issue 2. Issue 3 was Wolf Wolfgang. And issue four was Motorhead. So um, actually, the covers on on the uh, Still Harbor look the best. They look really cool. You got a Magnola cover, a Dave Dorman doing a barbed wire, uh, a Chris Warner on the Wolfgang, and. This guy I don't know, but it looks the best to me. Uh, the Motorhead is uh, Vince Giorano. But that looks cool. And he did some of the pencils in it, too. Man, this yeah. is a... I wonder if this is successful. Just bring out a bunch of one-shots. That led the, that are all it, connected. It led to the series, though, of of some of them. Yeah. 
Yeah, when did this come out in term in respect to? And some of them came out fairly recently, like um, uh, X had a had a second series, and I think Robert Atkins did a few issues of it. I'm trying to find out for sure. I know he did something that was outside of GI Joe. And I'm not seeing it here. Yeah, he did uh, two issues of X, number 13 and 14. So I was right. Robert Atkins did draw the second uh, X series. Really? That must have been early in his... No, this is he. This was like between his G.I. Joe break. This was... Uh, this was did, the second... When did come out? Let me see. The... The first X series ran from 1994 to of the first series and then the second series I also have a, that had Adam Hughes on on the covers I think I finished that series I just didn't I seem to be missing three through five and I don't know why that is <clears throat> and then there were some mini series that I need to get because I didn't get any of the the minis or the movie special. That would be a fun one to get. It's got a Pamela Anderson cover. <laughs> I don't know if I ever saw that movie. I don't think I did. Maybe I saw part of it like on cable back in the day. I'm going to see if it's... I wonder if IMDB will tell me if it's streaming anywhere. I want to see it. I'll see it tomorrow if I can. Let's see barbed wire. I always go to justwatch.com. I'm going to go, let's see what it says. Barbed wire. Nope, it's not streaming anywhere. Oh, wait, Fubo. Oh, I don't have Fubo. <laughs> streaming on Fubo. <laughs> And it's and you could buy it on Apple TV. I don't have Apple TV either. It's not streaming anywhere. Crazy. Wonder if I have the DVD somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I know I don't. <laughs> I'm look. I can't find my file. That uh, just watch a pretty good site to figure out where it's at then. Yeah, that's where I usually go. There's a bunch of sites that do that, but that one seems to be pretty decent. Hmm. Barbwire. Nope, I don't have it. You'd think this would be like the easiest thing. It's probably on YouTube. 
you think it'd be one of the easiest movies to see by wire. Like, how can it not be like streaming on some dumb crackler? Well, this is this is the time period that well, Marvel and DC couldn't like get movies out besides Batman and some of the Marvel movies like Blade. This is when Dark Horse was actually in theaters, like with The Mask and Barbed Mm -hmm. Wire and Time Cop. Do you remember all the Dark Horse properties that were hitting the theaters? Mm -hmm. Hopefully it'll come back to that. Like the one Dark Horse book I think we're covering in this uh, episode is... uh, is made it, it it should be a TV show or a movie I think because it is it's very interesting in that in terms of an alien invasion with kids <clears throat> it would hmm. it's it would make a good good uh like, property like translatable yeah yeah so what's your retro review my retro that, review I read the first two issues of a four-issue limited series from Image Comics called, I can't remember which, I think it's Violator versus Bad Rock. Oh, this is the Alan Moore. It's Alan Moore. With art by, I'm trying to remember, Brad Haverlin, maybe? Brian Haverlin? Could be. Haverlin? <laughs> I don't know. It's something like I'll that. look up. And this is about, so it opens where uh, there's Brian been... Denham. Yeah, that's what I meant to say. Doesn't he work with Brian Haberlin? I don't know this guy's name, like, very well. <clears throat> Brian Haberlin is more of a digital artist. Yeah. Haberlin or whatever his name is. He's the one that uses the computer programs, which we are usually a really effective, but you can tell it's not you can tell it's not as dynamic still. Like the one thing about com- the computer generators is they uh, like poser or whatever they use it it's a very still image like it's harder to show like an action sequence, I think, to make it look as dynamic. It almost looks like a picture instead of uh, movement. I looked up Brian Denham, and apparently he's done he does covers for exciting comics. <laughs> oh wow! So he's over on the other side of the house that we're let <laughs> me cover. <laughs> Anyway, so this is... Whoa, he has fallen. (laughs) He's he's drawing for Alan Moore, and now he's doing exciting comics, which are really good, but uh, I don't think a lot of people read them, unfortunately. I think we we might have gotten Martin into those uh, Antarctic press books. Hope he likes them as much as we do. Hopefully. They they, uh, just released, like... A bunch of horror comics. Like they came like two in one shipment, and then yeah, I got two in my another two in another shipment, and I just thumbed through oh, them, gosh. and it's got like black and white Dracula, and it looks 
awesome. Like the art looks fantastic. Ooh, I haven't. Yeah, I didn't look through them yet. Cover. Yeah, Brian Denham apparently is just doing covers now for Antarctic Press. And on these uh, violators, you had. Uh, oh, you just covered one and two. Uh, we we yeah, there's four, but you had a uh, Liefeld on the cover. Yeah, they're all all Liefeld covers. And I was gonna say on the cover of number two, I think it's the biggest boobs I've ever seen Liefeld draw. Celeste, or I think that's Celeste. Some huge boobs. Yeah. Well, you'll tell you. Is it Celeste? I believe so. I think okay. I, I gotta pull up my phone to to see. She's a yeah. I think it's Celeste, the uh, a- angel. Because Celeste has her own series. I think she might have had... I don't know. I don't even know what her... I don't have the book near me. I'm really bad with names of non-popular characters. I'm bad with names of... And then if if there's like an independent (laughs) and they like... Like a slumber, like if you told me to name the characters in slumber, like the detective or the woman that runs that agency that goes into the nightmares, I wouldn't be able to tell you. Oh, Celestine. Celestine. That's why I couldn't spell it. Yeah. So she's a, yeah, she's an angel. Yeah. So this, this opens with uh, the police are setting up a sting operation where they're pretending to transport a mob boss. Because something has been attacking mob bosses and ripping out their hearts. So they set up this sting where in the uh, in the transport van, instead of the mob boss, it's actually Bad Rock. So they're driving down the street and they get attacked by a violator, who, who's the one who's been stealing hearts. And so he, he faces, so Bad Rock and Violator start fighting and they end up uh, shooting Violator with a bunch of drugs and knocking him out, and so they bring him to their secret base and they have him like behind in this like cage with like laser, a laser cage, so he can't get out of it. And and he's he's war- he's warning them. So he's they the uh, scientists at the lab and the government think that Violator's an alien, and they're they're worried that an alien race is invading Earth. And he's trying to tell them that about the like war between heaven and hell and all that. And then Celestine comes and he, he's warning them. She, he was telling like Bad Rock, like she's an angel. And he's like, oh, that's good that she's an angel. And he's like, no, you don't understand. Angels are bad. <laughs> Angels don't give a fuck about anyone. They'll just destroy everything. So, uh, so, uh, oh, and they also want. It goes along with what we see in Spawn, then. Yeah. Angels are bad. <laughs> and they, the reason they captured Violator is they they know about the portals, but they think they're portals to another dimension, the portals to hell, and they want Viol- and they have they have some kind of contraption that can open up one of the portals, but they they think they need Violator to power the the portal. Not knowing that it goes to hell, so. But then Celestine comes and starts kicking ass because she's trying to kill a Violator. And that's that's where issue two leaves off. 
That's good though. It it definitely fits in with the with what we're reading now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the portals too, right? Yeah, yeah. Because the, the portal. dark portals, yeah, the portal I don't know what the they hell. call them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, that's why they're trying. That's why Spawn is a a central character to all of what we're reading is because he's the one that could access the portals. That's why everybody's after him. That's, yeah, why Han, that's why Han. That's why Han wants him. That's why the angels want him. That's why the organizations want him. That's why Gia wants him. <laughs> Everybody. Yep, everyone wants the portals. Yeah. Well, both to heaven and to hell. Yeah. False fits in with that world. So now so. you have to get the Celestine series because it leads right out of, uh, out of this, this mini series. Yeah. I wonder if I have it. I should look. It says continuing after the Violator and Bad Rock series. Oh. I have I I went on my Rob Liefeld terror and I I have most of his stuff now. I don't have the Celestine. I'll have to pick that one up. That's not go. Alan Moore though, is it? No, that's Warren Ellis. Oh. Warren Ellis and Patrick Lee. And Patrick Lee has really good pencils. I don't have that. Oh, it's only two issues. Yeah. Two dollars. Man, I love it when I look up something on... That's like two bucks. Nobody my cares. My comic shop and it's two bucks. <laughs> That's like a... I, I posted like just this generic statement on Twitter. Um, I said, I went to the flea market and bought a bunch of 50 cent books. And one of the questions back is, what kind of gems do you come back with? And my response is, a bunch of comics that nobody cares about but me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> because what I what I found out just from Twitter, like, is <clears throat> if I post, like, I just got Silver Surfer number one, I get, like, 500 or 900 likes. Like, if, if there's, like, some kind of, like, Marvel book that's popular you get a lot of likes mm-hmm. marvel in general will usually get some likes no matter what i post dc a little bit but little less than any marvel book and then most indie stuff that i post or most kickstarters not two people don't give two shits about it like they right. just don't care and they're missing out on all this gold there's a Glory Celestine. Yeah, I saw that. I think sure, I have sure. that one. I gotta check that one. Yeah, I'm. I'm. That's what. Like whenever I place an order at my comic shop, I just look through my want list and pretty much anything that they have in stock that's two dollars, I'm like, I'll just get them all. <laughs> Ooh, I do need one though. There's number two I don't have. Let's see, Glory. Did it come out? Well, that's weird. My database doesn't have a cover for number two, but it has a cover for one and three. Glory. I have number three. I need to get number one and two. Yeah, my comic shop doesn't have a cover either. For number two? Yeah, for number two. I don't think it exists then. And 60, yeah. Is there? People, no, wait. 70 people have it on their wish list. <laughs> Does it I, exist? I'm That's the question. That's so weird. How can they bring out number three and not... No, because one was Maximum Press and the other one was image. image. 
Well, maybe number three is actually like number two. But why would they? Oh, that's so weird. I Well, usually when I find this happening, and I find it a lot with Image, like especially the 90s shit, is I've, I've found that some of the books don't exist. Like I can't, <clears throat> if they do exist, I can't find them. Like I can't find them on eBay. I can't find them on my comic shop. I can't find them anywhere. That's so weird. We think it might have come out. I mean, why would he bring out number three if number two it didn't come out? Unless they were like, yeah, we're bringing out number two. You can bring out number three because number two is coming out. And then they just never brought out number two. But number three was already in the works. So he was just like, screw it. So I can see number three on image. And number one. But there is no... What is this one? Well, that's Glory. Yeah, I don't think there's a number two. I don't think there is. Which one do I say I need? (laughs) Number one. The the other thing I found in my database, sometimes this shit shows up as a flip book, and it's on the other flip book side. I, I always get burned with those. So usually what I do uh, with the flip books is I buy two copies and I file one with the the title. Like if it's a Youngblood Brigade flip book or oh. Youngblood Prophet. And then I file one of them with Prophet and one with Youngblood. Yeah, I do that if I accidentally buy two of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I have done. Especially with the... Uh, what was it? There's some series that, oh gosh, I'm blanking on. <gasps> Pulling out the comic box. I'm gonna look at number three and see if it has number two on the back of it. <laughs> so this this guy's selling a full run, and it Glory. says number one and number three with two two number twos or two number ones. So I I don't think there is a number three. This is it. Glory. <clears throat> oh, here you go, Glory Celestine. So, so, some Wait, people, some nope, someone asked no, me. There's no number two on the back. <laughs> so no, Dallo, Dallo Spicer on Twitter always asks me questions for Mike Them's Weekly Reads. And I can't remember if he asked the question or if it's somebody else. But the question is, if you had Rob Liefeld on and he had to answer your questions on a podcast, what would you ask? And this is the kind of shit I would like to ask about. Like, <laughs> so what the question. fuck happened here, bro? Like, I, I, I would. It's not that I want to hate on him, but I want to ask him about like all the misfires, like because he won't talk about the misfires. I want to know, like, in glory, in in detail, like how he lost these characters. All right, here's like, another. Here's another question. The last page of Glory Celestine number three says continued. There you go. <laughs> Where does it continue? Well, if you get any of his arcade books, this I think arcade is where he lost all the rights to that that yeah, one dude, the else. elemental guy. What's his name? I forget the what Rev. his name is. Rev. Yeah, let's just call him Rev. I I think whatever happened with arcade. I think he lost his rights and he never ever finished those comics. 
and they were good. I mean, he had like Warren Ellis, he had uh, Robert Kirkman, he had he had all these great writers writing Young Bloods. Like, and I wanted to know. Oh, Mark Millar, he had Mark Millar and Robert Kirkman writing Young Blood, and he never finished it. So like, if you buy those series, it says continued, never ever to be finished. And that's uh, what I would like to ask him. Is, what the fuck, man? Like, I I want to know. I thought he talked about what happened with Youngblood. He, he doesn't go into detail. Like, he, he talks about, like, investors. Like, he went and got investors. But at some point, at some point, they must have got together and said, okay, here's what you get, and here's what I get. I want to mm. know that board meeting. Like, I want to know why he lost what he lost. Like, how much did they invest, and how much did, did they lose that he had to give up Youngblood? Like, right. Yeah, how exactly did it all go down? And I, it, I think part of it is... It is so weird because uh, on, on the latest Rob Servations, he talks about, like, how far profit is and it's kind of like a state of a union before he goes on hiatus and uh it's either in this episode or the the episode prior he mentions um that he got what he has the rights to he's got like a vagiline brigade profit um blood strike um I can't remember what else, but I would like to know, like, the details. Like, does he have Celestine or, you know, like, all these different characters? Does he have Troll? Like, I don't know. Uh, he, he mentioned something really weird, that he has the rights to final judgment. And if you look at what that is, that's an Alan Moore penned event with Youngblood. So I don't know, like, I, I don't understand, like, how he could have, like, shaft is prevalent in there so like he's yeah, what exactly does he own of it? <laughs> it it's almost like the the weirdness with the hulk like in avengers and, and quicksilver and scarlet witch because if you remember with quicksilver and scarlet witch they both showed up in the x-men movie and in avengers and they were more successful in the x-men movie in my opinion at least quicksilver was mm -hmm. but <clears throat> It's weird because it's like, well, Hulk was an Avenger, but if I make a Hulk movie, then it has to come out through Universal. So it, it, I, it, it's bizarre. Yeah. Like, I don't, how I don't know how work. the weird yeah. stuff, just like the Sony Spider-Man thing, um, it might fall into that realm. But like, if you make, he could make a Judgment Day movie, which means he could, he could have, he could do something with Young Blood again. But only that story. Yeah, I guess so. Or maybe it's just the title. But I don't... Yeah. That's the kind of questions I'd like the, to know. The, yeah, it could be the con the concept or whatever. And he seems like one of the more uh, smarter guys with uh, his properties. Like, not wanting to lose them. Like, he's kept on to Deadpool and Cable and Marvel has to pay him and all this stuff. He seems really knowledgeable. So how did he lose these Key yeah, properties. His, his main his baby his babies. Yeah, his baby. A young blood was everything. That was his. Yeah. His first series. 
And how did he retain profit? Because profit was part of Youngblood. Like he was the backup to Youngblood. Yeah. He, 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 the, you should listen to the latest podcast because he talks about Splat. And it, it's very interesting really. for what he says about Splat because he says that uh, Stephen Platt was never, ever satisfied with the inkers that that were inking his work. And uh, I, I can I, see I, that because. Like, I can't imagine looking at one of his pencil pages and, like, trying to figure out. Because he did so many lines and so much going on. Yeah. Like, for an inker, it must be a nightmare to try and figure out, like, okay, what, what are all, where are all these lines supposed to lead to? <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I imagine his pay, a pencil page of his is probably just, like, covered in pencil. <laughs> like, lines everywhere. Oh, man. Yeah, so I could see... Some people taking shortcuts or not not understanding what they're seeing in the pencils and interpreting it a different way than he intended. Yeah, I gotta listen to that. That would be that would, that interests me. He doesn't talk about it a lot. I I, I listen to every Rob Servations, and I mm-hmm. always I always learn something, even though I know a lot. I don't mean to brag, but I know a lot about comics, like. <clears throat> the comics I haven't even read, I know a lot about. Like, I'm just knowledgeable because I listen to podcasts, I read previews, I read Back Issue magazine, I read Wizard, I read, like, I like know what exists. And it's, you surprise me when something I run across something that I'm not familiar with. Like, at the at the flea market, I ran across this title that I, I wasn't aware of, and it was a Marvel title, and it's called Reed Richards. <laughs> I didn't know he had his own series. Uh, it, before the FF, Reed Richards. And uh, I, I picked him up, and I was like, well, I wasn't familiar with that. And it was a Peter David written uh, pen book. And the covers, they look, they look really good. This uh, Duncan... For Greedo, I, I like the way he draws, and um, it's like a Reed. What if Reed Richards was Indiana Jones? <laughs> and I was like, that's pretty cool. Like before he was uh, flying off into space, getting bombarded yeah, by cosmic rays, years. he was an archaeologist looking for stuff. So. <laughs> Yeah, but this stuff's fun, and you could go down a lot of uh, different rabbit holes. And man, I Rob always hints at like, like I'm not ready to tell all my secrets yet, but at some point I will. Like, he 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 always has that in the back of his like he I don't want to mention any names, but this 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 you know happened, and he says I might do it in the future, but I'm just not ready. Mm-hmm. To, to do that like he doesn't want to I guess put any like negative light on somebody at this point right but he plans on doing it some sometime <laughs> some before point. he dies yeah tell all but I 
growing up with Rob Liefeld, like I, I loved his Marvel stuff, and I I loved his dynamic pencils. Like when I saw Hawk and Dove for the first time, I bought that from Don's Paperback Bookstore, and I was like, wow, this art is amazing. Like, it just looked different. It looked kinetic, and I, I just wanted more of it. And I was fascinated. Then he went to Marvel. And then when he went to Image, I was really excited but disappointed because there, I, I would always get a book and then it would vanish for six months and then come out with the number two. And <laughs> it was I, I was always, yeah, I was like, why could Todd McFarlane put out a book regularly and Jim Lee put out a book regularly and some of these other guys just, and, and Eric Larson was always pretty good. Um, and, and, Rob couldn't do it. Like, did he expand too much? Or, like, if he had just done Youngblood and not all the other ones? But I, I guess he just wanted to create more characters and, and instead of tell a lasting story. But that's, like, what I would like to ask him. is like, hey, you let me down, bro. <laughs> more than any other image creator, he did. At least when I read Shadowhawk, I, I felt like I got a complete story. With Youngblood, I never did. And then I always I always give him the benefit of the doubt. I moved with him to Maximum. I moved with him to um, Awesome Comics. I moved with him to Arcade. And never did he ever finish it for me. Like, he never, he never got across the finish line. That's what I want to ask without being a dick. Yeah, like, that's you, the hard you, part. I love your work. <laughs> yeah, I love your work, but man, did you kind of let me down, bro? <laughs> I think he knows that. I wonder, like, if he's talked about this at all, <clears throat> where, I mean, he, he and some of his I wonder what how he what he thinks of like say a uh, Eric Larson who has stuck with his title for almost three hundred issues. Oh, he thinks highly of Eric. I know he thinks highly, but like I wonder how that affects him personally because like I'm sure he wishes Youngblood was still going and was coming up near issue three hundred, right? But he's never been able to take a property past whatever ten issues or whatever. Yeah. I wonder if that I wonder if he's jealous of that or if he's happy with how his career's gone. I think he's very content based on just listening to him. <clears throat> I think I think he has like he likes to create. Yeah, I think he's always looking to the next He's project. always looking <laughs> to the next project and not having completed the other project. Yeah. Like one of the, one of the kickstarters that that um I love is Marcel Dupree. I I I love following him on Twitter. I love supporting his books. I think he's got quality books. Mm-hmm. But he's always moving on to the next thing. In in other words, before like he just finished up Lafay many years later, but he's already got like 15 other things in the queue. Right. So it, it reminds me of that personality, like create, 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 and uh, just taking a while to to wrap up what you want. And we'll never wrap up Young Blood. Like, 
because I, I know that he's mentioned that he has the Mark M- Miller and Robert Kirkman scripts. They just were never drawn. Yeah, and now I can't do anything with them. And now I can't do anything with them. <clears throat> I guess he could if he went in collaboration with, with uh, what's-his-face, Rev. Rev vanished off of the Twitter. Which won't happen. Yeah. Yeah. Rev vanished. How are you going to par with the one who stole, I'll quote unquote, stole your baby? <laughs> it's like, I know you stole my baby, but can we work together? Yeah. Well, I think they did a little bit with the uh, relaunch of Youngblood and Image. I think at that well, I think point, that was, yeah, that I think at that point, Rev owned it. Did he own it outright at that point? I don't know. Yep, I think he did. And then uh, I think Rob said, fuck this shit. Like, I... Like, uh, interesting. Have to look Re- at the... Re- Rev and owns Elementals, but you can see Rev's uh, markings on Elementals in the later issues because he's even in the credits. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. <clears throat> A lot of those, because Elementals became very sexual, like very adult. Well, they had, uh, so, yeah, they had like some of the miniseries and stuff. Yeah. Well, well, guess guess who was doing them? Rev. Rev's influence. Yeah. You'll see his name on those sex specials. Interesting. And that was who owned it before him? Was it? A Willingham. Willingham. I wonder how that happened. I don't know. I, I don't know how he Rub acquires just has some kind of gift for pissing off creators and taking their properties from them. Yeah, we're working contracts in his favor. Yeah. And then yeah, I remember for a while, like it was he was like bragging, like we have the best comics that are coming out. You should see the artists and writers I have. The, stuff, the pages I'm getting are incredible. This is and then be amazing. You, and then the controversy hit where he wasn't paying the creators or something. And yeah. and then negative publicity from other creators, I think, shut him down. Like, in other words, this clown has stolen our properties. <laughs> yep. And then, well, and every, even, even when he was saying, like, this is going to be the greatest comic launch ever Everyone was like, no, it's not. You're not going to bring anything out. <laughs> we'll believe it when we see it. Well, I think then he I think he wanted happened. to come out with the comics so he could make money and other things. Because comics is not like a lot of money. You know what I mean? For sure. And he, he's not going to make a lot of money off of Youngblood in comics or, or Elementals. But if he was able to sell the movie rights to Youngblood... Right. That's where the the money is. Right. So um I uh I got this email this week um and it was from a Kickstarter and I I think he was trying to smooth the uh Uh, come across not as an asshole and just say, you know, I I fucked up. But his email came came across... Kickstarter that never 
Yeah. Delivered. Well, his email came across as an asshole, especially especially the snide comment at the end of the email. You get to the end of the email and he goes, well, at least I delivered your digital copy. And here's the digital copy. And he says, if you want a print copy, you can print it. <laughs> like, fuck, <laughs> fuck you, man. Like, <clears throat> and this vi- this video was like 30 minutes. I wish I could share it. But it's like a YouTube video, but it's like shared through a Kickstarter link. So it's like got some like private um, controls yeah, on URL. it yeah. that are tied to like my email to be able to access it. And uh, it, it's like a 35 minute video. Wow. And this guy just goes through like how he fucked up, like the cost of this and the cost of that. I was showing Barb and she's like, boo, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> she... <laughs> like, I think when you do a commit, at least if you're a responsible creator, like I, I know I'm going to lose, like when all said and done, if I ever get my comic out, I've already, I've already vested in like $1,500, if not more mm-hmm. into my comic book. And I haven't seen a damn penny in profit, and I've got nothing, nothing but pages. Um, right. And if I if I pay more for lettering and I pay more for printing, I'll, I'll be shipping, lucky. I'll, I'll be yeah. Uh, yeah. Shipping shipping's expensive, man. Mm-hmm. Like uh, what, what people don't realize is they're like, why the fuck is shipping so expensive? Well, you have to buy the bag and the boards. You have to if you're gonna ship it right. You have to buy packing material. You have mm-hmm. to buy like those. What are they? Mailers? They're like the full. Yeah, the you have to buy mailers. mailers to protect it. You have to send it with a shipping option that's not media mail, or it's going to be fucked up. Uh, there are going to be nicks in the book. I have never got a media mail uh, comic book that was in good condition. Uh, I have if the... it's if it's in one of those like Gemini <clears throat> mailers. I haven't. They, really? What they, do they, they do? All, they, they all have. De- they all. I don't know if the post office thinks they could run over it a couple times. Like, oh, this is media mail. I'll just, I'll, I'll just put it on the back of my tire and I'll kind of just run over it twice. And that's media mail. Then I certified it media mail because I could put my tire track on it. Uh, <clears throat> but yeah, it's like a stamp. But you're at least paying like. If you go through USPS, your, your priority mail, it's like you're in your seven, eight dollar range uh, with tracking and all that, and 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 then plus the time that it took you, like mm-hmm. to me, time is precious. So that's the handling, right? You have to add something in there to yourself for preparing this stuff, or then you're offering it for free, but. Uh, some people just don't get that. Like they, they, oh, I won't go pat. Why is my shipping so expensive? It, it's expensive because it, it's not free. I mean, yes, you want to get your comic out there, but you're, you're, you're already going to take a loss unless you're somebody that's really talented. Mm-hmm. Like I think Marcel does okay, yeah. and, and he makes some money, but it's not like he's making money that he could quit his day job. He's making right. enough money to, to yeah, keep to cover, afloat and to cover pub, the book, yeah. to cover the book and then get another book out, like start another book. 
Mm-hmm. And sometimes he's losing money because he posts it. I follow him on Twitter. Oh, I lost uh, 15k on this book because the art costed more. But and I had to switch artists twice, and you have to deal with shit like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I uh... yeah for for sure. I think when you start a Kickstarter, that's the the risk you're taking as the creator is that you're not gonna get depending upon how much money you make you're either gonna make some money or it's gonna you may end up losing some money but you're getting your book out there so true but yeah but you're making a commitment at that point so i kind of feel bad for archie though like what did that guy use the money on like the uh he says that he was the 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 cost like the of printing art? got like he misunderstood the printing costs and then covid hit and then everything became ridiculously expensive so um he's blaming it on time i guess and things falling through that but what did he do with the money <laughs> he spent it on what and then he didn't have enough money to finish it what do you spend the money on, though? Like on the book? On the art and putting it together. And I think promoting it. Like he tried to make it meeting up with Hollywood and all these different things and everything failed. But who does that? Like, <laughs> I just don't. Like the one thing that's neat about Marcel, like, he, he like he posts all kinds of stuff like here's what I charge for a 20 page comic book like that's ten dollars if it's 22 or more it's 15 if it's an anthology it's 25 like mm-hmm. he says this is what I do to sort of break even like you can kind of learn like and he does like variant covers too like he he doesn't ever have like one cover for his book right like i won't do that i don't even have i don't even know how like i would tear anything um except giving like back matter on how it was created or or stuff like that like some of the features i could could put in there is i have actual pages done by chris campbell (laughs) (laughs) and designs (laughs) but uh uh yeah, it's I, I don't know, it's a tough business, but Yeah. I, and I, I think, think Marcel I think he's got it working now, but even him, I know he gets a lot of shit for his earlier ones cuz he had a lot of problems with delivery. Yeah. Cuz every time he, even now whenever he has a a Kickstarter, you'll see people commenting about how he's just going to rip people off and everything because early on he burned some people. He might have, but I know he's never burned me since I've yeah I've I think been a I think, customer I think now I, I must rhythm, I must so. have I must have come up at a good time like when he yeah, had pa- all his ducks the, in a row past the struggles yeah yeah where he's got everything because now I think he's got a system where it's running more running smoother where he's able to deliver yeah. 
like I think these burlap guys, I, I, I think they do a really good job of, uh, of packaging their product. Um, mm -hmm. I, I noticed, though, you said you didn't support the latest one and I missed they, it. I missed they it. went, they went away from the, let's the do three issues, three yeah. issues kind of thing and uh, go to another one. That's why I asked you, which one do you want? Cause I was like hoping you'd pick the last one because I like could find that one. Where it was. <laughs> yeah. It's possible that I saw the other one, but I saw that it was a single issue and I was just going to wait for the, yeah. The, the fine for them to release all the issues at once because I, I like that because that costs me less money so for our listeners that don't know what burlap is burlap was a kickstarter that came in three issues it came it was like here's the whole thing and instead of trading yeah, not, it instead of one issue at a time right instead of saying here's a trade of all the materials here's the three issues and right. They didn't even start with, they didn't have individual Kickstarters for issue one, two, and three. They just said, here's the three issues. <laughs> Come and get them. And origin-wise, like, I, I remember he was sort of raised with this girl, and he became uh, possessed by a demon. And wears like he's like a Punisher of of souls, and he wears a mask, a burlap mask, that has like holes cut in the eyes, uh, very similar to the Guesser, except the Guesser's mosquito netting. But <laughs> yeah, burlap has like burlap across the Bur eyes. The the thing about burlap though is, it's very itchy. I don't know if anybody has got in a burlap sack burlap for sack. like sack racing or has, has ever gone yeah. to like uh what is it fat what is that burger place Five Guys if you go to Five Guys you'll see these potato sacks that are burlap like where they or sometimes sometimes fries. they use them to slide down slides you have to sit on the burlap sack I have not seen a burlap sack I well the last time I saw a burlap sack for sliding down a slide was going to uh, um, uh, the North Pole. I don't know if you know what that is, but sure, the North Santa Pole Claus. is a uh, <laughs> an amusement park in the high mountains near the peak of Colorado. And uh, really, that sounds fantastic. <laughs> it's it's a it's kind of like Santa Land, and it's it's open for the years but they don't have like a it's more for ages five to ten because they don't have like in a lot of adult stuff no but they had these yeah. slides where these large slides where you'd slide down on a burlap sack <laughs> but it was very itchy we should do that and then at the bottom we can take the burlap sack and put it over our heads and start chasing the kids around <laughs> yeah and what i found really odd about this burlap the, the ones that we're covering in this, because we, we, we covered the other Burlap series, right? Yeah, the first series was like one story, one through three, so it told like the complete story of Burlap. Well, well this Burlap, I was like, well, what how, what order do I read these in? Like, I, I didn't know. And mm -hmm. the, the first one I read was Burlap, Death Waits for No One. 
which was the black and white one. It was the one I actually liked the most because it was kind of a vengeance story. And then then I read the Hammer on an Anvil story, which was really good because it was like a, a Joker Batman you, uh, kind of scenario where you have a villain that wants to fight burlap just for fighting burlap because he's a badass he's like that that's me i'm on the other side of the coin and uh and then the third one was sort of like the demon part of it like how his soul got sold and how how every time he defeats somebody he's feeding this demon Mm -hmm. you read them almost in the right order what was the right order? Was Hammer, there Hammer was first. How do you know though? Because it says on my cover, part it says '90s Nightmare Trilogy Part One, Part Two, and Part Three. My covers don't say that. You got the wrong covers then. <laughs> Were there two covers? I got the. I think my mine are the movie parody covers. Oh, and I didn't get the movie covers. Par- par- parody covers. Because I got a Halloween cover and a chainsaw, <clears throat> Texas chainsaw cover. And the third one, I don't even know what it is. A parody of. It's it's him. It's Burlap holding a knife large over like a city skyline. Well, the chainsaw one was the hand, ham, uh, no, it was the, uh, the girl one, right? Where they, they, the sex trafficking dudes, which I, I really didn't get uh, that Yeah. because so it seemed like, one. did it seem to me, to you, like the sex trafficking du- guys were in a trailer park and they were led by a guy that was a janitor at a school? <laughs> yes. What the hell is happening? Correct. Yeah, yeah, he's a janitor in school, but yeah, at home. Why did is. these guys work for this janitor? Like, I, 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 I couldn't grasp that. Maybe they don't know he's a janitor. Well, uh, he's just a badass when he's not a janitor, or not a badass, but uh. But he didn't seem like as badass as the guys that were working dick. for him. Yeah, Eugene. Yeah. So there's these two girls. Were they sisters? I don't think so. They were friends. friends. They looked yeah. very. They they looked alike. One was taller and one was a lot younger, I think. And they had partied, and I think one girl was more conservative, and the other girl was like, "Yeah, let's party. Let's go get some more drugs. Let's go do this." And they meet this guy out, and he's like, oh, I'll give you more drugs. Uh, follow me. And the other girl's like, no, maybe we shouldn't. Just call it a night. And the other girl's, no, we should follow this guy, get more stuff. And he kind of takes them to a van, and there's more guys. And they're, oh, no, we're going to take you to this trailer park, and you're going to be slaves. And that they want, these guys want to rape them, but they're like, no, we can't rape them because the what do they call that guy? The janitor. <laughs> He's their boss. He's going to get him first. Yeah, they got to save him for for Eugene. Mm-hmm. 
But they throw, the him in, they throw him in a... Was it a trailer with the other girls? or? Yeah, there's a b bunch of other girls. Yeah. And then uh, Burlap gets involved. <laughs> there must be like 20 dudes in this uh, sex trafficking thing that work for this janitor, which I, I found really bizarre. But they're pretty strong dudes. Like one guy's carrying a chainsaw. One guy, you know... And they're all very loyal to this Eugene. And Burlap gets involved and he's like kicking their ass like one by one by one. And he frees the two girls and then eventually goes after Eugene. But he was like, I think he was like known, he, he had known like about Eugene before because he was already on his trail, like what was going on. Yeah, for sure he was. He must have. Uh, because he attacked the, the jan he attacked the janitor before the janitor was run running, and he told us guys, "There's this guy chasing me. I don't know what's going on, but he, he was after Eugene before it yeah, he, even oh, got he, to yeah, the he location. Showed up at his work, right? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah, and then Eugene tried to get away, but didn't know the burlap was hiding on his. Because he said, like, I came, yeah, this guy was chasing me, but I lost him, and I, I drove a weird way back here, so he couldn't have followed me. But they didn't know that Burlap was hanging onto the bottom of the truck. And then Burlap does what Burlap does. Yes, he does. <laughs> he <laughs> kicks some ass. And the girls even joined in, so. Yeah, the tougher one was trying to send her her friend away because she knew she couldn't handle a gun. So she picks up a gun and uh, there's a scene where the other guy has a shotgun and she's got the gun and he's like, well, you're, you don't have the guts to shoot me. You don't have the guts to shoot me. Well, she does. She uh, shoots him, but the other girl that she told to run ends up getting shot in the leg. Mm -hmm. So she should have just stayed with her. <laughs> this is only in the leg. Yeah. Wow. And then the girls go back to the trailer and free, with Burlap, free the rest of the girls. Yeah, and, take, and tells them to leave. Yeah, that was a good issue. I enjoyed that one. Yeah, and like you said, that, that one had black and white art where the other ones were color. Yeah. We should say these are written by Jesse James Bear. Mm-hmm. And then different artists. In, in this one, there's different artists in each. Because these ones are all standalone stories, so... Each one's a different artist. So Hammer and Anvil was part one. My covers don't yeah. indicate any of that. Like, they don't indicate which one to read. Yeah, which one, what the and order I, is. In actuality, you don't have a reading order, in my no, it opinion. Does, it does, yeah, it doesn't matter. You could read them in any order. They're just standalones. Which one did you like the most for you, if you had to rank them? Uh, I liked one and two the most. And then but which, the was, third. which was the third one then? The third one is the demon one. Okay, that's the same as me. I liked, uh, I liked the hammer and anvil and the girl one, the black and white one. 
yeah. uh, the most. And then the, the third one, I uh, kind of felt a little lost, like, especially with the, the woman that was kind of Which woman? working with the demon, I guess. Oh, yeah. I was a little lost on that one. Yeah, it was a little confusing. I would agree with that. <clears throat> like, on, on that one, it's harder for me to explain um, than any of the other ones. Because yeah, for I sure. didn't understand their, her motivation or the guys that were working for her. But I knew that it was sort of like, okay, here's the demon. And here's how the souls get... When he kills somebody, the souls go to him. Yeah, it was good in that it did it, it it gave us a good explanation of what Burlap is about and how he came to be. If you hear me chewing, it's because Barb made blueberry muffins. Oh, mm-hmm. very nice. I told her yesterday. I really want some blueberry muffins. And uh, <clears throat> her idea was, that, well, why can't we just get some at Sprouts? And I'm like, it's not the same. Because if you ever get like a blueberry muffin at the grocery store, they're really sweet. Like they're, they almost have like this coating of sugar yeah. on them. On the outside, yeah. And when you get like, when you bake your own, it's like fresh, like, fresh and it doesn't have that extra sweetness and i like that and i like to butter them and eat them Mm -hmm. i love eating blueberry muffins while talking about burlap that's like one of my (laughs) my favorite favorite things in the world it's muffins and burlap yeah that's what i'm going to title this episode muffins and burlap <clears throat> the Anvil one story I liked a lot because the the other thing that I, I don't remember, though, is the first few issues, how you always have this guy that looks like he's a, a New Orleans yeah, shaman. Jack. Jack. I call him Jack. Yeah, call him Jack. Spring something Jack. Spring Hill Jack? Yeah, I think so. Well, Spring Hill Jack is actually a... That's a... Uh, what do you call it? Uh, it's like the lotless monster. Yeah, like, like a, a yeah. cryptoid or yeah, like cryptid. Something that exists or doesn't exist, but people have yeah. in their minds that it might exist. <laughs> right. So I think he's he might just be Jack. Well, he's kind of explained a little bit in the third issue. He plays a big a big part in the next series. In these series, he, in these minis, he's or, or these yeah, little one dead. shots, he's kind of in the background. Yeah, he's watching. just watching. He's watching what Burlap's doing. Except for uh, Hammer and Anvil, he does something active. Right. <clears throat> But uh, Anvil's a Russian. He's he's told to go after somebody. He's paid to go do something. Yeah, a mafia and boss. A mafia boss. Well, he 
he sees that Burlap has gotten there first. Already there. <laughs> <laughs> he's already taking care of business. Okay. And he's kind of yeah, like and just watching. Anvil's like a, he's like a hitman, right? Yeah. But yeah, Ver- so basically a hitman comes in to do a hit and Burlap is there already. <laughs> awesome. And uh, he's just sitting in the background watching him. And he's like, wow, this guy's good. Wow, this guy's good. This is like me. He seems to be enjoying it. Like, I enjoy it. Like, I enjoy killing people. And, and it looks like Burlap's getting off. And I want to fight this guy. Like, I I want yeah, to take him down. Yeah. I want to challenge him. Because he's like, I'm the best. Yeah. But this guy's good. So like, we got to prove who's really the best. There is one scene that's really good, though, <clears throat> where he kind of, like, pulls back the eye socket and he looks at his eye and he's like, fuck, this guy is not a guy. Like, <laughs> he doesn't have human eyes. Like, he's possessed oh, yeah, by like, something. Yeah, what the hell are you? He's like, yeah. what the oh, fuck yeah, are he, you? He rips off part of the burlap. Yeah. Or at he's least like, rips the, the stitching fuck? out of the eye hole. And he's like, what the fuck? You know, he like, sees yeah, the he's, eye. He's, got, he's like a... A demon. A zombie or something. And at that point, he's like, oh, shit. What did I just get myself into? Yeah. And then did he just run off or... They actually fight, and then he ends up in a pit, and he, he's broken. Like, Burlap broke him. I don't even think he can move. He's, he, he almost looks like he's paralyzed oh, yeah, in the pit. Right. And he's kind of just like looking up and he's like, finish the job, bro. And that's when the other Spring Hill Jack comes. And, oh, they took him, yeah. Yeah, he kills him in the pit. Yeah. Because I think, I think Spring Hill Jack is kind of like working with the demon somehow. But it doesn't tell you how. Right. Like I, I think the souls are feeding the demon, and somehow this—he looks like a a voodoo priest—is what. Yeah, I think he and the other guys are watching Burlap to make sure he's doing what he's supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. That's my interpretation. Yeah, this was this was a good one though. I like I, I like this one. I liked them all. They were very fun to read on the deck. And they're even more fun to talk about while you're eating blueberry muffins. <laughs> As we've noted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I might have to read the third one again because there's a lot. Yeah, because it opens with the demon kind of explaining how Burlap came to be and why he resurrected Burlap and what his mission is. And then there's the story with the woman. And then at some point we get to see Burlap without a mask on. When he's fighting. Hey, Bill, do you remember like the original blue uh, Burlap? Burlap. Wasn't he like part of this like guy that was raising kids or trapment or something? Like, he had a bunch of kids. He was like an Ezra Miller. <clears throat> <laughs> but uh, he yeah, he was raising them to do bad stuff. And, and uh, I, I think it had, like, a girl that he became real attached to. And then something happened where, was it his mother that 
Give prayed a grandmother. to a demon. His grandmother. Yeah. I think I think he died and prayed to a demon. Yeah, the grandmother. Yeah, prayed to the demon to to bring him or, back from well, death. Almost, yeah. Or at the he was at the cusp of death and he was sort of saved or somehow, but now he's possessed. Yeah, I don't know if she's praying to a demon, but she's praying to the spirit world to to bring him back to save him. And Barb thought, oh, because you're covering three issues of burlap, I'm going to give you three muffins. Uh, <laughs> no, one for each sure. issue of of uh, burlap, but I'm going for a fourth because I read four issues of burlap. <laughs> she didn't realize, I guess. <laughs> she didn't realize that I read that fourth issue that you didn't have. <clears throat> one that I did not get yet. I will get it, though. I do enjoy burlap a well, lot. Well, hopefully when – I hope these guys – or like most Kickstarters, where there's a tier to get the issue you didn't miss. Or yeah, I'm, I'm sure that if they come with, I, I don't think they're they collected anything. So maybe when no, they issue number so. two, they'll come out with, oh, you can. You, did you miss number one? Well, you can get number one. Yeah, and I don't know how many issues if if, if the new one is also going to be three issues or not. I think so, just by the way it's reading. Yeah, it's they, reading uh, they like might have, a yeah. They might have one. just decided to try something different for this one and see how it goes. Maybe it's it has a better financial return or something to see if it if it does. Yeah. And my burlap. And, and, and maybe it's so a gotta, way to get money faster. Do you know what I mean? More frequently, yeah. Like a well, more steady. It, well, they could get more. Money. They get money from the first one, and then you can get money from the first one and the second one and the second one. Yeah, to finance the next one or whatever. Because if you try to do three issues up front, that's like you're putting a lot of money that, down. That's like a that's at least three thousand dollars up front. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. If not more. Right. Yeah, definitely. Let's say five thousand dollars. Right. You're yeah. You're well for three. Yeah, you're putting down a good amount of money. You're investing a, a lot of money into the production mm -hmm. of the books before you're going to see any money at all. And this way, maybe you're getting a little reimbursement back. Right. Maybe that's why they changed their their the model. policy. Yeah, it could be. So I have a question about comic supplies in yeah. relation to Anvil. So my Anvils come come in a you know bag and board. But the board mm -hmm. that is used is just brown. Is yours the same? No, mine is a, a legitimate... <laughs> legitimate board. <laughs> Let me check all of them, though. I didn't check all of them. Oh, mine didn't come in any bags and boards. Never mind. They didn't? They're just naked? They might have been naked. Interesting. But even DCBS... Cause like some they put like boards like yeah that's a white it's a white board and uh the back side is brown have you ever seen any that are both brown on both sides no that's what this one is and even in one of my dcbs shipments i had the same thing with boards that were brown on both sides did you get each one bagged and boarded yeah bagged and boarded apparently i supported the bagged and boarded here <laughs> <clears throat> i did not 
Interesting. I'm, I might have got bags and boards, but then I said, what is this brown shit? Yeah, you're like, the, what is this? I didn't know. This isn't Mylar. What is this brown stuff? Well, all of mine are in Mylar, so I might have just said. You're like. You well, some. Well, some. Polyprope. Well, some. Some Kickstarters, I just keep it in the polypropylene, because the the way I look at a Kickstarter bill is there's no way in in hell I'd ever make the money back on a Kickstarter. Because if I ever sold it, I'd be right, lucky no, to get no, three, pay fifteen bucks for it. I'd yeah, be lucky to get three ninety nine for it because all of these properties are properties nobody knows about. So right. they would be like, Okay, I'll buy that for a dollar. Yeah, can, yeah, if we could put it in well, the, the dollar. I spent bin. fifteen dollars to ten. Mm-hmm. So you have to be to do a Kickstarter, you have to be, I mean, a, a consumer, you have to be a somebody that's passionate about the creator material and somebody that maybe right. can... it's not an investment. Yeah, it's like giving you something that you can't get from previews. Like, right now, there's not like a, a bad girl, in my opinion, like publisher outside of dynamite but dynamite sticks to their you know licensed properties whereas outside i could get my bad nuns and all kinds of stuff in the kickstarters right. i was gonna say boundless might be the closest Wh- who would boundless but they're not even around anymore i don't include them I really think I really think that Avatar and Boundless are done. In other words, they just have this warehouse of material. Yeah, they're and they're trying just to trying to it. sell their stock. Mm-hmm. You might be right, but yeah, to your point. Boundless well, for is example, Boundless is extreme though. Boundless is yeah. I was gonna say that's very very bad girls. <laughs> <laughs> it, it it is it is like an X rated, if not well, Jungle Girls is like triple X rated in my opinion. You get penetration and everything, <clears throat> but the Kickstarters are usually not that graphic. Right. They'll they'll show nudity, but they won't show like penetration or any of that other stuff. It's like a bad uh, B film. That, that's kind of like how most of this bad girl stuff goes. Yes. Thank you for the muffins, Barb. There's nothing I like more than burlap and muffins. That's how I, on a Sunday morning. I was gonna say we, I think we did read one Kickstarter that might have had some penetration. <laughs> Which one? Thirsty. Oh shit! I forgot you. I, when I you when I had text, <laughs> no, I no, I read it. I read it way before. I I before I texted you, or uh, I am'd you on. Yeah, messaged me on Twitter. I had already read it okay because i have been uh oh that's your new model right my new model and i've been really good at it is 
the logic in my brain said I'm spending a lot of money on these Kickstarters and they solicit the next issue and I want to support that next issue if I'm enjoying it. A matter of fact, I I supported uh what's the next one called? Thirsty and Cheeky. Cheeky. <laughs> I, I I I read Thirsty. I I really like Thirsty. That's, I really I really liked it. So Burlap I gave a 4 out of 5. Uh, I agree. Thirsty, I gave a five out of five. I thought I agree. Five I thought five. it was fucking amazing, and I liked the way it tied like the story at the beginning tied itself to the yeah, story the at the interlocking end. Interlocking stories, yeah. Damn it! I can't. I don't know what I did with Thirsty. What did I do with it? <laughs> I forgot we were covering it. To tell you the truth, but uh, that let's go over it. Let's. I'll, yeah. I'll, so I'll Thirsty is the it. the latest. Kickstarter from Pat Shand, who is most well known recently for his Destiny New York uh, Kickstarters, which he's also bringing out through Black Mask, I think. But we talked about him on the show before. He's one one, one of our our favorite writers. He, he was does on a uh, Zenoscope. Yeah, he was on Zenoscope for I think he was a exclusive to Zenoscope for five years. I think he he's... has a yeah he has at least one one book out of Zenoscope a month almost. Yeah, he he's back with Zenoscope now. So what did I do with Thirsty Bill? Damn it! It's kind of thin, so it might be. It's a thin, but it's like what sixty four pages? It's a yeah something like that or like eighty like an eighty page. Something like that, yeah, probably around sixty. I found pages. it. Hey. I found thirsty. And this is actually written by <clears throat> Pat Shand and his wife Amy Shand. And it's a series of independent stories with some interconnection between some of the stories. And there's with different artists on each of the stories. And I think there's maybe like five or six stories Would you the say whole it's thing. like similar to um Top Cow's Swing and uh, that other one about S&M. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's similar in that it's a book. I mean, in terms of themes sex. and yeah. how the characters sort of yeah, are all yeah, intertwined. Is, yeah. We read something else that had entwined stories like that. I can't remember what it was, though. That when when I texted you, you hadn't gotten it yet, so I was worried. You said I think yeah, I'm getting it. I, I was, yeah, I, you said I, I think like I'm a, getting it this week, but I, I didn't know if it came in. Notification of it, yeah, I just hadn't rece- received it yet. When I opened it, I uh, I said, "Man, this is a pretty nice looking, like deluxe formatted uh, comic book." You know, it, mm-hmm. it it looks like Image, like if you were to read their anthology series, Image One. It's it's kind of like that with a thicker cover stock. And then I paid, I, I like looked at the cover and I said, God, that's really sensuous. Like all it has is a woman's hair and the hair is go- going over her chest. And in the upper right hand corner, it's got her chin and lips, but it's really effective. Like it, it's not even a whole body, but it, it's beautiful. It's a yeah. beautiful cover. Very. I got, and the, the, I got a different cover than you. I got the Jen St. Ange cover. I'm going to have to go look at it. Um, 
So it's a girl on a bed taking a <clears throat> selfie. It's like lifting up her top a little bit. How would I find the covers of Thirsty? <laughs> I have to go to Kickstarter, so. right? Probably. Yeah, it probably. I just go for the cheapest tier. Did you pay extra for the, that cover, or was it? Uh, I think I got the early bird, so it was the same price. I never get in on the goddamn early birds. I, I, I'm always too <laughs> late. Always they and go I, quick. I, they I just go don't really want to sign up for those. Notification. I'm usually at work anyway, and I can't do anything, so. Yeah. No, for yeah, his his. Well, I think for I think cheeky like met his goal like in the first day. Oh yeah. So Thirsty. This is... Let me let me look at Pat Shand. But I want to see this cover. One thing that I, I think is kind of funny, I think it was in his latest, like in his like newsletter or whatever. And he, he was saying that the reason he did Thirsty and Cheeky, or the reason he tried to do Thirsty is when he was doing books for Zenoscope, he would get people who wouldn't read them because they assumed they were like sex comics because of the covers, which I think yeah. is a common complaint about Zenoscope. People think it's just cheesy, whatever, nudie, nudie books or when they're actually really, really good stories. <laughs> yeah. And he used to get pissed about it, but the people would assume that he was just doing sex books. Where he said, you know, well, you know what? What if I actually try and write a, a sex book? Which, to be fair, he has written some sex books for Boundless. So. <laughs> yes, he has. <laughs> He's being a little disingenuous there. but <laughs> so, so the take on this is they're like sexy stories, but they're... And stories about sex, but they're all like not gratuitous sex books that are like interesting stories and just talking about sex and issues with sex and issue body issues and all a lot of human relatable human condition stories i guess relating around relationships and sex i almost want to title this now must muff no i can't because if i search for it only cheeky shows up, and I don't know if it's because he offers thirsty and cheeky, but I can't see the original. Uh, um... Well, you should be able to see it under <clears throat> ones you supported or whatever, right? Uh... There's probably too many of those. Yeah. Of thousands. <laughs> I'm not like you, where I only have five. I, it's like I have five a week. <laughs> <clears throat> Yeah, I, I definitely would like to see that cover. I know I opened up on the first page, or the I think it was page three, and I saw this ass in leather pants, and I was like, "God dang, I got I think I'm gonna read this tonight." <laughs> I need to read this. <laughs> and then I looked at the the girl, and she looked absolutely beautiful. Um, and then you turned the page and saw her, her naked with a strap on. And then, yeah, and then I said, oh, this is getting pretty good. But this is about a girl that has no money. And uh, she finds this new car that could, like, attach your phone and find out kind of, like, all your inner desires. No, no that's wrong. 
The what car she buy the car she buys it has a feature where you plug your phone into it and it reads your playlist and then comes up with it, it looks through the songs you've played on your phone and comes up with a playlist for you. And but she's, she's like she modified it, right? Yeah, she modifies it and says, I wonder if I can make this I wonder what <laughs> else it can do. So she has it read your phone and kind of come up with figure out your personality and figure out yeah, what you're into sexually <laughs> based on like your search history and <laughs> emails you've sent and texts and things and like that. And because of that, she's like an Uber driver and she's making all kinds of bank because she takes these people for a ride and they like they like this feature. Yeah, a lot. so it was cool cuz that was the first story and then it's funny cuz the very last story is a, is part 2 of 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 that storyline where a lot of the passengers in the car are from earlier stories. So it was a very rewarding reading experience. I really liked the second story because I, I thought that was fascinating because it's about a a girl also trying to find out like how do you how you make a, a successful um what are they called? Like sexual Like OnlyFans. OnlyFans kind of a site. Yeah. And she's at yeah, a party. She, she has one, but she only has like whatever four subscribers or something. Yeah, and she's like, "Well, I gotta figure this out." And she meets this guy Benny, I think is his name. And uh, <clears throat> she meets him at the party and says, "You know, I want to know more about this yeah. famous well, girl." Yeah, there's one girl at the party who's very successful <clears throat> and has like thousands of subscribers. And Benny actually, he's got no like filter, and he just goes up to her and says, "Hey, uh, can you tell me about how to do this?" And she lets him have her, all her secrets, and she he comes back to this girl and tells her everything, and it shows how she starts up her business with you know friends and stuff like that to have sex, and it's kind of awkward. She does girls and guys and all this stuff, and. Uh, until she meets Benny, uh, and Benny gets involved, and Benny's not a good-looking dude. Uh, he's he's got the pear-shaped belly, kind of like me. Uh, he doesn't have the biggest wiener, um, but he's very effective in what he does. <laughs> yeah, he's also very. <clears throat> he's a good guy. Yeah, he is. She likes him, and he's, he's funny. There's like a mini spider running across Benny's ass right now. Um, <laughs> I just killed it. Yeah, that was a that was a really good story, and that was one of the longer stories in the book. But yeah. basically, yeah, it it's kind of it starts out about her building the site, the site, and then it kind of morphs into her interest in this this guy who initially she just brought in to see if to basically get viewers or subscribers cuz subscribers like whatever mm-hmm. multiple par- multiple partners in the videos instead of just a oh just the girl solo <clears throat> The next one is called Art Dolls, and what what this one has to do with is a girl that always has these dreams about, I guess, making love to a mermaid, (laughs) and she gets involved into this uh, sex doll uh, 
called Art Dolls and starts having sex with the art doll and sort of falls for the the girl that actually works at that uh, doll place. <clears throat> right. This next one was really good, too, because it, it sort of deals with... Uh, not being able to get hard. <laughs> yeah, it's about <clears throat> imp- impotence. Is that the right word? Yeah. Yeah. But so but dude... a, a lot of like psychological baggage that this guy had from his previous yeah, he has a lot of anxiety <clears throat> from his previous girlfriend who used to give him a hard time. No pun intended. Yeah. Well, not. We'll give him a hard time about his situation, <laughs> I guess. So. Yeah. It's not like he meets this girl where he actually just wants to pleasure her because he's too yeah, he's afraid it, he won't be able to get it up. Afraid he won't be able to to get it up and pleasure himself. So he he's reluctant, but she yeah. she drives at it. She keeps on thinking, you know, like I'll make this happen and it eventually uh it eventually does and eventually works out because they work out that situation. Yeah. Once once they open up to each other and admit to their <clears throat> flaws, I guess. They're able to he's finally able to let go of his anxiety. We should mention these artists because the they they, they really got Yeah, they're some... all good really good artist to draw this like it's beautiful and it the, the thing i like about it is yeah some of the girls are like really hot but some of the girls are like drawn um that that aren't as hot or drawn really well like their shapes are, are very shapely and it works out really good in the comics like not everybody's a perfect ten, and the yeah, guys especially. Even the guys, yeah. <laughs> the the two guys that uh, uh, play a big part, Benny is 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 no one's idea of. Uh... He almost looks feminine a little bit, in my, in my opinion, especially his face. He's got the long hair, yeah. Well, not the long hair, but it's the. The facial structure. The <laughs> bad facial hair <laughs> he's got really bad facial hair it's like he doesn't know what to do with it yeah but he's i think he's good at uh cumulingus. he's <laughs> got that going on <clears throat> and then the the we already talked about the last story but it, it's basically uh all those women and men that we met in the the previous uh, three stories getting a ride in the that Uber. And the AI Uber. And I immediately read it and uh, I was like, uh, got to, uh, to get this. So Amy Shand is, uh, she did creator of Prison Witch. Did you read that? Uh, I have Prison Witch. Have you ever listened to their podcast, The Space Between? 
I've I've watched their videos, some of their videos before. What is it like? I'm trying to. Is it about comics? Remember. Is it topical, or is it kind of more of it's, a personal thing? It's greater? more of a personal thing, and talking about their projects. <clears throat> oh, okay. Yeah, some of those stuff I've watched were him telling like, yeah, they tell like stories about their past or whatever. Um, some of the stuff I don't care, but he talks about like hip hop, which I don't care about. He talks about Pokemon a lot, which I don't care about. But yeah, I think if you just look to see what the topic is, there's some interesting, they don't talk about like modern comics or anything. Ah. Mostly, I like that when he just t- tells stories about his comic past mm-hmm. or the current comics he's working on. So, so I think all these artists are uh, women. Um, I think the letter is a man, Jim Campbell, but yeah. uh, Kelsey Joe Silva, Shaira Colasante, uh, Daphne Red, Jen Saint Ong. And uh, Elena Amanetti. There's little bios in the back for all of them. Yeah. Really a a, a cool package. Um, yeah, definitely. Looking forward to Cheeky. Yeah, if you're, I'd say if you're into s- sexy stories that talk about the human condition yeah you'd be into this i mean definitely explicit material but if you're yeah yeah, certainly i'm I'm sure one of the tears for cheeky is that you could get both thirsty and cheeky yeah it was i saw that we'll have to see what the next one is so thirsty cheeky what will the next book be I don't know. (laughs) I don't either. Hungry. Hungry. Could be. And then good stuff. You had picked a a, three comic books. Let's see. We cut. You end up finding them. We got burlap, and the only ones that we discussed last time were burlap and red room, and then you added three more. Yeah, and I forgot to read. Uh, I forgot to read Red Room, but I did read it last night. <laughs> yeah, I that one I liked a lot. Um, yeah, we could talk about that. Yeah, that was a five out of five for me too. But almost every book, you you seem to like, <clears throat> you seem to like be a like if you read two or three in a row, it would be too much for you. Like it's like too much. Is it too much violence or? Oh, Red Room. <laughs> yeah, I like to. This one I could have probably read another one afterwards because this was a little bit different than some of the other ones. This was more of a a standalone story outside of the Red Room. Well, world. it was interesting because they became into the Red Room based on circumstance, like financial circumstance. Right, but they weren't an official Red Room. They were just creating Red Room. They were style doing it on videos. their phones. Yeah, on the, they were doing it themselves and just auctioning them off. On the dark web. But yeah, I, I don't know. 
you normally when I read a red room, I need to process it <laughs> before I read the next one. I don't want to just back to back or read them back to back. Yeah. I liked this one more than the first one um, because it had that like I've always been a sucker for like Bonnie and Clyde and stuff like that. Yeah, I like the first one better than this one. I did like. I, it. I mean, this I was like a five this out one of, better. This one was a five out of five. But the last one, I don't know. I just enjoyed. I enjoyed the storytelling style of the last one. Yeah, with but all that, the three. With the three tiers. <clears throat> that being said, I, I did also enjoy this one because. So it opens with the police th finding. This one. This was more of a classical type of storytelling than the last one. Yeah. The the last one was more almost like an experiment where you you're getting three stories three in, interconnected stories on the same page. On the same page, yeah. <clears throat> this one's but, more like you read from beginning to end and it makes a lot of sense. Like it there there's like no uh shades of gray or whatever in terms of like I don't I don't quite understand how it got from point A to point B. This one is yeah, is a straightforward story. Is a straightforward story about uh, two high schoolers, uh, a boyfriend and a girlfriend, um, that uh, the, the the guy uh, passes off drugs for this yeah. cra crazy motherfucker. And uh, did, didn't he lose his brother? Like, I don't know if the first drug, the guy that was doing uh, I don't remember. drug deliveries was his brother or not, but whoever was doing it failed. And uh, he he gets to see what happens to somebody that fails because his his boss takes him in there and says, "Do you want another route?" Because and and he's p basically doing red room style torture without a red room because this guy <laughs> didn't do his job. Yeah. <clears throat> and he's like, "You want another route?" And he he's like, "Yeah, I'll take the route." And he does a really good job and he makes the money that he needs to. But another high school bully sees that he made the money and then takes it all, like 10 yeah, grand or whatever. Yeah. He robs him of all the money that he got, which was a lot of money that he was carrying. And he's like, well, oh, shit. How am I going to make this money back? And uh, they decide that they're going to do this, this red room stuff. And they start with, like, a homeless guy. Well, actually, there's one part before that. The kid's uncle got arrested for trading <clears throat> red room videos online mm. and what the kid never told the police is he actually the police like whatever seized all the uncle's property or whatever but they missed like a couple of flash drives that the kid had with videos on them so they they started by auctioning those off online but they weren't getting they're only getting like a thousand thousand dollars for each one or whatever so they said Hey, why don't we? But didn't he did didn't he bust him too? <clears throat> bust too. Like still, didn't the uncles bust him stealing the stuff? And then they killed him first. He was actually their first kill. Yeah, that was because so, she accidentally killed right. him. She Before, clocked him. She clocked him right. on the Before head. The videos they decide <clears throat> they're going to make money by robbing from the uncle. Stealing his CGC comics <laughs> and selling them, but yeah, they they got caught while they were stealing, and she accidentally killed him. 
And then they were trying to decide what, to, how to dispose of the body and then realized, hey, if we record ourselves disposing of the body, we could make a make it into a Red Room video and sell that. But the one thing I, d I did want to say um, is there is one uh, storytelling technique he uses in this that's kind of experimental, which is at the very beginning of the story, it opens with the police finding two dead bodies. Oh, shit. That was a good way of telling the story. Yeah, from a suicide. And in, as their suicide letter, <sighs> they left a phone with messages on the phone. So on each page, it starts with like a picture of the the phone and the text from the uh, the suicide letter. So it kind of... I'm so glad you mentioned that because that's like a key part of the story and it's part of the twist. Yeah, so you're, you're reading the, the, the notes from the suicide which kind of explain how they got to this point and why they killed themselves. And then... In, you, you see the what actually went down in the in the actual panels so it was a an interesting uh, it was it was it was technique. sort of brilliant because as the reader you're thinking that these two pumpkins spelled with a z these pumpkin killers uh because they wear pumpkin masks that they committed a suicide like they 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 were doing these videos and they decided to kill themselves for whatever reason right uh or, or you even might believe that the guy that didn't get his money might have killed him you know because that guy they don't ever show again um so you're like did the, he never did they never pay him and then he hunted him down and made it yeah, look like yeah. a suicide or something right. but at that point you think there's like two routes and then there's there's another route that yeah, the, we, we won't give away the ending, but there's a twist at the end. Yeah. And it's a good route though. Yeah, like it, it, it makes sense. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> yeah. This is really good. So then, yeah, like you said, so they kind of escalate the uh, videos they're doing. Did you read oh. the back matter about the, uh, the inspiration yeah, for where it? I got the idea from. Yeah. I had to Google it. I wasn't familiar with the, that couple that were, capturing people and uh raping and murdering them yeah i've the, never i never heard of them they were canadians right i don't remember <clears throat> what he said but uh i <clears throat> i even asked barb because she's plugged into the news and i said do these names make sense to you and she didn't know them offhand but yeah like he says but that's a level of evil that's even a bit too hardcore, even for Red Room. <laughs> yeah. That's dark. What was their names? Do you have it with you? Yeah, Paul Bernardo and Carla Home. Yeah. Home, lo home, home loco. loco. So you need to uh, look that up and see. Yeah, look up Paul Bernardo. And see yeah, you you'll find <laughs> him. Yeah, so this is another... <clears throat> So this one's interesting and a little different from the other red rooms in that it doesn't take place at one of the red room facilities. It's these two kids who are making their own red room videos and auctioning them off on the dark web. 
Mm-hmm. And like you said, it's a cool Bonnie and Clyde type story. This kid's making money. And then the next one you picked was Broken Eye. Broken Eye, yes. From Scout Comics. This is by Martin Etzebera. I don't know how to pronounce it. That's a very... Exaber... Exaberia? (laughs) Anaki Arenas. Well, it's it's written by Martin and Xavier... Exaberia. Exaberia. Right, Estaberia. Something like that. I like I really like this story. I like this one the least, but uh really? um I figured everything that you picked you had already read and liked. Yes. Whereas the ones that I picked, I just yeah, you pick them raw. I just do it raw. I hadn't read them. Raw dog them. I thought it was well told. Like I was interested in it. Um, I like it because there's like several different storylines going on at the same time. Like it jumped between a few different ones. Well, it starts off as they were talking about Liverpool, right? Like being the the hub of everything mm-hmm. before World War Two. And uh, this guy's working at the docks with uh, another coworker, um, and and he he finds a uh, a hand a hand in the water, yeah, in the water. And then uh, it talks about a detective and a a, a judge uh, later on, and they're 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 after a, a killer. Uh, that is wanted for like multiple crimes, and they got him for something like very very small. Yeah, got the him dete- for <clears throat> uh, weapons. Yeah, so they were like, we can only put him away for two years, and the judges, he's like pissed off. He's like, this is nothing, you know. Like he had this, and the detective kind of has a mentality that I I think a lot of engineers might have at least. Is like let's take our baby step, like let's take what we can get, and then build off of that. <clears throat> and uh, he convinces him that that's probably the way to go. Right, we can get him for this, and then build a case later for more. And then it switches to the little boy and her mom. And is her is her mom a prostitute? I I don't think she's a prostitute. I think she has sex because she has to, um, but I don't think it's like for money. I think it is for money, but I don't think it's like. <laughs> I guess that is a prostitute, but <laughs> it's for money. But I think it's like a, a condition that whatever job she's in, she feels forced to have sex. I don't I don't know. She seems like the reluctant participant in this and that she just needs it for to keep her son fed. Right, she's doing it because she has to do it to make money. And then they go, she takes him to a, an Asian restaurant to eat and he's he's really enjoying the food. 
And it sounds like he's sort of racist. Like he never crossed over to this Chinatown because of stuff his mother had told him. Um, and he's he does have two different color eyes. And yeah, I one, think that's the... Yeah, one blue eye. The, the title of the story is Broken Eye. So... And then some guy gets out of prison... Yeah, he's like a IRA member or something. I guess it is more straightforward. Like I, you're kind of seeing through the eyes of Broken Eye, but there's like five story threads that are going through it. Yeah, cause, as as you're going to the, as you're reading into the story. Yeah, because this guy was a, he was in the IRA. Or it says for former IRA prisoners, so I'm not sure what side that means he's on. But they're talking about that the things are different now and the the war's back on and things are different now. And he says, So back to the barricades to throw stones at the soldiers and he says, No, Brennan, we're gonna go buy weapons. So I think that's tying it back to the the weapons dealer guy. <clears throat> Who's the guy that loses the hand, though? Is that the judge? That was, who was that? Or somebody else? Because they're torturing this guy. Well, I think it was the. I think it was the judges. The guy was working with the judge. The detective. Maybe not the detective. Oh the no, detective I think it was has a mustache. Didn't he say like his aide? Like oh yeah, that's an aide that works for yeah. There's like, where's that guy? He hasn't shown up all week. He has an assistant. Yeah, it says if he comes to work tomorrow, that miserable bastard hasn't bothered to appear today. And then we find out why. And then he meets some girl with a dog when he's walking. And then Scout Comics advertise their monthly subscription box, <clears throat> which is a pretty good price if you wanted all their books. $34 for bagged 12. and boarded comics, and that includes shipping. I think. Probably not. Shipping not included. Okay, so you have to add that. But they probably throw in like a exclusive comic or something. Yeah, I almost read issue two of this before before the podcast, but uh, decided I wanted to read Amazing Spider-Man number three before that. So yeah, I like this. I gave it a four out of five. I gave it a three out of five, but I it's a high three out of five because. I don't know where they're going with this. Like, I don't know what Broken Eyes... I don't know. I liked the individual stories as you're going... As, as you're seeing it, different pieces of the story. Yeah, I it, just, was well, I it was well told. Like, each of the individual <clears throat> scenes were very well told. Mm-hmm. And the art was really good, too. Nice, clean art. Yeah. The next one you picked was uh, Ocean. The Oceans Will Take Us. 
Yeah, Ocean's Takeoffs. We'll take this. By Rich Duick. Really like the art in this one. I, I personally did. Yeah, Carlos Olivares. I thought he did a fantastic job drawing these high school kids. Yeah, actually, the colors were Manuel Upo. I like the colors, too. They're dynamic. Yeah, so this takes place in high school with... Uh, It's a kid who just moved to town from Hawaii, right? And he's moving to this Ala, Alman, ugh, Almanzar Bay. Bay. Almanzar Bay. But it looks like a futuristic town that specializes in oceanography, right? I, I didn't sense that it was futuristic. Look at the buildings and shit. On, on number one. Look at the structures of those white buildings. Yeah. It seems like whatever that corporation is bringing to this town looks futuristic to me. Yeah. And this kid from Hawaii is a really good swimmer. And he's very confident. Yeah, he was like, I think he was like top in, top high school swimmer in one state or whatever in Hawaii. On that opening scene, I was a little confused though, because he's he's our Hawaiian swimmer. And there's like tentacles, black tentacles coming at him. Mm -hmm. I don't know what those, from that last panel... I thought they got him. I, I think thought they, they did. But then he shows up later, and it's like nothing happened. I don't think it's the same guy, though. I think it is. Is it? And then the other interesting thing is, or maybe that's the boy that's missing. You're right. It's not, it's not yeah, the I same kid. I don't think kid. it's the same. Do you remember it, the other guy that's getting picked on? I think that's, this is the guy that the kid that's missing. That they're talking about. Yeah, I think so. Okay, so he was on the swim team as well, and he went missing, and now they're looking for replacement swimmers. And this guy just moves to town. He meets a, a girl. Both their parents work at the this ocean facility. And there's there's the cheerleaders at this school. There's the smart people. There's the jocks and... All their all their various different classes. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, in the pool though, there is that tentacle thing. I found that really odd because I don't know what's going on with that. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely. <clears throat> and I've never something going on. I've never experienced swim team bullies. Usually, the bullies have always been in the the football team. Um, or the basketball team, or the baseball team. Maybe they don't have those teams, so this is the <clears throat> the big sport but, at, at the school. Maybe that's it. being on the ocean. It's the most popular thing. Yeah. And there's the one kid. They find it. He finds the this kid in a, 
hiding in the locker from the bullies. But yeah, that's the he, he's the brother of the guy who went who's missing. Yeah. And he thinks that the other swimmers, the bully swimmers, did something to his brother. But then it's the day of the tryouts for the swim team, and they have to go to the bay and swim out to the uh, boy that's out there and then swim back. Or no, they used to go there, swim to the boy, and first whatever, 10 there, make the team or whatever. But before the race, some of the bully guys take this uh, little vial of, of liquid and drink it. And the one kid from Hawaii got smoked. He came in last. I don't think he was last. I think he was the last to make the team. Yeah, you're the best of the worst. So he was the the last one to... To come in yeah, on to make the, cut. the 12 or whatever they were. Yeah. <clears throat> and he's pissed off because he's like, how could this happen? I'm like the best swimmer in Hawaii. Yeah, he doesn't know what's going on with the drugs. Yeah. At this point, <clears throat> I gave that a four out of five. Yes, yeah, I, I liked it. <clears throat> the breakout I liked a lot. Like, um, it was almost a five out of five for me. Yeah, this was a good high-level sci-fi story. High concept. High, high sci-fi story i also found it interesting that this dark horse book had no ads so unusual for a dark horse book yes there's not one ad except for the back page that's it that is interesting there's usually ads for other books that are coming out on dark horse that I'm used to seeing. Is this the one you were talking about when you said it could be a movie? Yes. Yeah. I would yeah, like to definitely. see this as TV show because it, yeah, it's it a, dealt... It's a great high concept for sure. But I like the way it dealt with like... Even when you're getting introduced, you know, like you have these drills at school and all this stuff. And you're thinking, well, oh, there's... It's because of the gunfire and the violence and uh, right. all this other stuff. And uh, it, it turns out that a lot of these drills are because there's these alien-like cubes all over the world. Yeah, hovering and, above uh, the ground. <clears throat> they steal uh, kids from, I think it's from 20 to, what, 9? Oh, younger or... than that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Age 20 to 9? Something like that. But once you pass a certain age, yeah, they, they don't you. touch you. Yeah, and I thought that was a... A very cool concept and this kid loses his brother and he, he even gets like a a scholarship to, to go to college and his mom's like you should go and he's like I can't I can't leave and it's was his money and I don't want to I don't want to go so he comes up with a plan you know they're all they could all break their uh, curfews and get abducted, but go in with the technology and the right people that they could try to t escape or get their, their yeah, save the kids. Yes, yeah, right, because because the the one thing they do know is that the kids are alive in these cubes because 
some of the kids when they got pulled into the cube were able to live stream video from inside the cube so there are these recordings and what what this one kid was able to do is he said i, I went through all the videos that anyone uploaded from people who are abducted and i we've kind of like patched them together to kind of create like a what we think the inside of the cube looks like based on the videos mm-hmm. and they assemble a, a, a team to do this which is really cool i i really like this yeah, i really like the people i really yeah. like the art it's very like photo realistic like uh but it's really yeah. well done photorealism yeah and you know it was and uh the bringing you together team is the classic you know you try and get people with different skill sets so there's one girl who's like a welder and then they have a, like a a gymnast and a she's a cheerleader like a, that gets to throw get thrown in the air they want somebody that could jump i guess and they get like a chem- chemistry student and stuff so to kind of build their team and then they re- recruit that couple that's always doing the protests and stuff but not really taking action they i guess they just like to talk about awareness <clears throat> yeah this was a good one i yeah, didn't I, like I, I didn't expect to like i don't even know what it was about <laughs> to tell you the truth, no, no. The the one thing about uh, not reading all the solicits is, and when I buy all after aftershock and all scout is, I I never know what what you're gonna get, what I'm gonna get <laughs> yeah. based I, on the title. I read the, I read the solicits, <laughs> but by the time I get them, I have no Forget. idea. I should say this is written by Zach Kaplan, who has done some stuff. <laughs> Yeah, we usually like Zach Zap Cap Kaplan. He's done Aftershock, right? Yeah, he did. Did he do that Death Day or whatever? Well, I think he him? does it. Didn't he co-write with somebody? Zach Kaplan and somebody else. <laughs> Maybe. I know he did some stuff for Image, too. I think he did that Eclipse book. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. a pretty cool book. Yeah, he's done that he's sci-fi done one. Some some cool sci-fi stuff. But... And then I don't know if you read the books that I had, but I, I threw I read in some these... of them. I didn't have all of them. I threw in Naughty List. I threw I, I... in Le... Lead City and Pantha. I read Lead City and Pantha, <laughs> and uh, I didn't get a Naughty List. Oh God, you missed out so <laughs> much on that one. It is beautifully drawn, and yeah. it is such a cool story. <clears throat> but what what Naughty List is is there's this uh, uh, guy from the 40s that is kind of like haunted by the North Star, and uh, it it talks about him working, or maybe he's in the 30s. He's like a, a lumberjack, and he he has like the perfect life. He marries Christina has a daughter named Marta and they have a great life until his wife gets sick and then his daughter dies and he he, he can't figure out like when his daughter dies she's like 
in gray hair and he's still young. He's not aging. And he's like, what the fuck is going on? Well, it turns out that this guy is really Santa Claus and he's haunted by this. And he, he starts making toys and he delivers the toys just to a small group of kids initially. And then he starts delivering across the world. And it, it's weird how as time goes on, the sleigh turns into like a red pickup and he, he's got the reindeer pulling the sleigh. And then it shows how the elves evolved. <clears throat> And uh, it reminded me kind of like of a um, if, if you ever get a chance, there's a Mel Gibson movie called Fat Man. <laughs> I highly recommend it. It, it. it is another take on Santa Claus, a very violent take on Santa Claus. And this is this kind of reminded me of that. But uh, the elves he hangs out with seem mesmerized or. Uh, enslaved by him and uh, they smoke weed and drink a lot they'll they'll drink with this guy like uh, so he doesn't even remember sometimes what he did the, the day before but anyway it turns out he delivers gifts uh, you know every Christmas and he's got these reindeer that propel him across the world very very fast and he said sometimes I get the this, this machine just shows up and it's like this, it just spews out names, and it, it spews out, oh, these kids have been good, these kids have been bad. And there's a scene in here, he goes, <clears throat> I don't always leave the the bad kids a lump of coal, like they said. And <laughs> it shows him pulling down his pants and taking his shit. Nice. He, he took a wicked dump in his gift, in and you can see the steam coming out and everything. <laughs> um, but then the story gets even more twisted because somebody steals the naughty machine list. Not just the list, but the machine that generates the naughty list. And all of a sudden, a lot of people are dying. Like, everybody that's on the naughty list is dying. And this guy's like, well, fuck this. I, I, I understand good and bad, but I don't understand all the murders that are being done with this machine. I'm going to go kick some ass and take some names and find out who's killing all these people. And uh, <laughs> this was so good. I, I gave this one a five out of five. I, I enjoyed the heck out of this one. What was the creative team on that? This was uh, Nick Santora and Lee Ferguson. I guess I missed out. Yeah, I can't believe you didn't try a number one from Aftershock. Like, I wonder, especially even the cover, like, why that looks so appealing. Yeah, I'm not sure I didn't get it. So you read Lead City and Panther. Which one do you want to go to next? See, I thought when you said you didn't get one, I I thought it was gonna be Panther. Panther, let's do Panther. Okay, but that's the one that I thought you were gonna say I didn't buy that because you don't always <laughs> go into dynamite. You don't. Yeah, I don't get everything in dynamite. <clears throat> I will say that this is one of the most that one of the best artistically drawn dynamite books I have seen in a long time. It looks great. There, 
the artist like spent a lot of time on each panel, like because he is it he um, who's the artist? The artist is Igor Lima. Igor Lima, yeah, he spent a lot of time on like the backgrounds, like everything. He didn't take any shortcuts. Like everything is detailed in. <laughs> yeah. Like if there's books on the bookshelf, you can see every book on the bookshelf. You can see cups on the bookshelf. You see the leaves on the plants in the background. Mm-hmm. He took like no no shortcuts anywhere, which is impressive. I I I really like this one. I gave it a four out of five. I had just read the previous panther series about a month ago or maybe uh, it was two weeks ago yeah and it this one was like this was twice as good as that one like it it, it was just in terms of art and I, I thought they did a while they uh talked briefly about the origin in the previous series uh they go into a lot of a lot more detail in this one and i think they have to because of the origin of the story but uh pantha mm-hmm. was an egyptian like uh princess that you know was with her what pharaoh or whatever you want to call it the you know the king uh and she they couldn't have kids so the pharaoh had sex with one of the slave girls and that son was going yeah, to become knocked her, he knocked her up yeah, it was going to become the uh, the king eventually, and she couldn't live with that. So she had um, – there's the goddess that um, yeah, she prays to. Yeah, she plays a major part in this story. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, Call her S. I'll call her S. That's what she says later. Just call me S. <laughs> <laughs> they uh, – yeah, so she 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 wants the ability. She wants to find the kid, and she, and she tells S that she just wants to find him so she can so he can take his crown or whatever. But really, she wants to find him and kill him. But she slaughtered a bunch of Egyptian babies, like almost all of yeah, them. Yeah, trying to trying to kill them. Yeah. <clears throat> so the goddess S <laughs> decided. Oh, I'm gonna punish you! Like you, you did an You're awful deed. Yeah. So she turned her into like this. She merged her with a beast of a panther, and she was ever gonna remain that. And in the future, she's she's content, I guess, in in just living at a zoo. Living oh, as a panther. As a panther, <laughs> yeah. And then there's this 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 deity, these like monsters that are going after the gods because the gods exist. Like we see this in like Xenoscope world a lot because they they have the grim fairy tales and then they have the Greek gods. Well, the Greek gods are sort of like well-to-do uh, pantheon within yeah, society. They're immortals, yeah. they're immortals within society, kind of pulling strings of a lot of things. Well, that's what they are here. There are a lot of popular deities that are that are uh yeah, in this didn't, story didn't one of them like own a media company yeah one of them's a musician like one of the main characters like a very talented musician yeah, he's was, he was very popular in the <laughs> 70s or something yeah and then s you you have her and these like they look like alien creatures they're drawn really well they almost look like 
a fly larva. I don't know. They they look awful. Uh, they start attacking these gods into destroying them. And S tells this one god, the musician, you gotta go uh, bring back the the power that's within Pantha. And he goes back. He finds her at the right, zoo. Right, because Pantha has her. Was it her rage or something? Her or... rage, yeah. And I, I, I just, I or love. Her wrath, that's what it is. She's like, I, I need love, my wrath back. I, I love the, the, the drawings in the, the when the guy goes and visits Pantha, like mm-hmm. when she's like sitting there as a human, in that garb, she looks amazing, and she's got these like, claws on her like nails, and then you look at the back the back of her foot and she's got like these sharp ass claws there mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then the guy gets attacked by this alien and it looks like it's gonna devour uh and then she turns into the panther and that that drawing looks of the panther looks yeah incredible. the full page splash yeah yeah and she devours that creature I really like this one. I really do. Yeah, I think and, the uh, the creatures are coming from Chernobyl, right? Like the oh uh, yeah, the, the rain, burnt out nuclear the burnt out nuclear powers. Because there's something there, like a entity of some sort that they've put there. Mm-hmm. I like this one way more than uh, I thought I would. Yeah, it was good. I liked it. And uh, let me just. Uh, mentioned something on this so i don't think issue two yeah two is somewhere i have it somewhere but i haven't found it but uh i was looking i was googling about it and three is here where where, where is this sucker hmm i wonder if i have to go back to the storage unit god damn it uh, but uh, I hate the storage unit. <clears throat> but uh, I, I want to go read the next two for sure. I think this artist did like, a spectacular job, and uh, I'm really curious where the story's going. But uh, I did see that Dynamite was very shocked at the drops of sales. So... <clears throat> Number one sold where they projected around 17,000. They were decimated and they even offered number two again and resolicit because that number had dropped to like 7,000 and that's like an unheard of wow. drop, like 10,000 copies. Usually it drops, I guess, five or, you know, doesn't drop that drastic. Mm-hmm. So there was even talk about well will they even finish this series well i don't know but uh i do need to i thought i looked through the the books and i i might have to go back to the storage unit to grab this where did you find where did you say you saw that information about the bleeding bleeding coal oh okay yeah I don't know why I looked it up. Oh, I know why I looked it up. Somebody asked me a question on Twitter. They asked me about if they were faithful to the uh, Vampirella link to Pantha. And I wasn't sure because the Panthas I have read 
have all been this origin. So I had to go Google what the real origin of Panther was, which is sort of linked to Dracon and all of the other uh, characters that come out of that that are in that like Sacred Six book that that uh, Priest is writing. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and uh, I came across the Bleeding Cool article, and I actually read it because it said it was talking about sales numbers. Yeah, caught and your I, eye. Yeah. Interesting. But I did. I don't usually post interiors on on social media. I just post covers. Yeah, I read this, and I I posted a couple of interiors because. I wanted to see people to see the interior art because typically a dynamite book, they they pay more for the writer than they do the interior artist. Like, yeah. So the interior arts are sort of generic, and um, I, I thought this guy was exceptional. I thought he like did a really good job. Yeah, for sure. It definitely stood out to me as well when I was reading it. Yeah. And then we have Lead City from Red 5 Comics. This is number one of four. And this is a western. Takes place in the year 1873 in Independence, Missouri. And it opens with a caravan going across the country. And I think they're headed for California, so I think they're going from Missouri to California. And one of the uh, one of the groups in the caravan is uh, a husband, uh, his wife and their their young son. And as they are going across the country, they run into some trouble where one of their first one of their wheels breaks so they have to repair it. And then I think one of the oxen dies or something or breaks a leg and they have to kill it. But in the process, they end up losing the rest of the caravan. So they're now they're on their own crossing, crossing the country. And they end up coming to this. Where, where did they? I can't remember where they said they ended up. Oh, Nevada. They end up in Nevada and Oh, the wife is the, something the happens wife to the is wife, right? Sick, she's, yeah, she's, she's sick, very right? sick. So she, she's going downhill quick, but then they see two towns, and they're like, "Oh, finally, you know, we can go there and get some medical assistance." Yeah, he and leaves the he leaves the gun with the kid, and he's like, "Shoot anybody that comes." Yeah, there. if anyone comes, yeah, if <laughs> comes, pull the trigger. But he thinks Which, it's weird because he's like, "Why are there two cities like right next to each other? Like, two towns yeah. right next to each other?" So he goes to the first town and it's completely empty, except covered with bullet shells. Yeah, except there's bullets, and inside the buildings there's like blood on the ground. And he's like, "What the heck is going on?" And then he ends up going. Oh, he talks to some guy and he tells him, you know, yeah, there's a, you can get medical help in the other town. So he goes to the other town and finds a doctor there. But the doctor's like, 
He says, yeah, I have medicine for your that can treat your wife, but it's going to cost you. And he's like, he's like, tomorrow this this vial is going to be worth like ten times what it is today. Mm-hmm. So, so so I can't give it to you for cheap. He's he's an a, he's an asshole doctor though. Like, he's expensive. horrible. Yeah, he, it, it's yeah. almost like a modern <laughs> medicine. Bad. It's almost like Bill saying, "I really need these contacts." Oh, but if you give me all your house and your son and your sons and your <laughs> wife, I I'll let you have these I'll contacts like for the next six months. Well, it's worse because I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So I can't remember what he says it's gonna cost him. Oh, he wants it's, the it, he, no, he oxen, wants the right? horse. The yeah, the, that are pulling the, the wagon. Yeah. And he's all like, of but, their money, like he doesn't but even. Then we can't leave. Yeah. He, he's like, if you'll have enough money to feed your son one meal or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah. He leaves the money, yeah, to pay for dinner. <laughs> He's so like, during but... that course of that at the saloon, while they're they're there eating, all these weird, strange gunfighters come in, and uh, it looks like there's gonna be some kind of tournament or gunfight in that other town. Yeah, he, and, he, and yeah, that's for start... a lot of money. It's like a He's fight like, club. Yeah, who who's in? You know, and who has the money to? Who wants to join this? And then various. People stand up and say, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. And there's people from like all over the country who are signing up for this. Because I think the prize is like $10,000. Yeah. And so so the father says, decides he's going to, he's going to enter as well. He's the last entrant into this uh, fight to the death. Last man standing gets the money. I, I like... think we. I liked it. Yeah, I liked it. I wish I would have grabbed the. When I pulled this one out, I saw number two and I didn't pull it out. Oh, and I really it. wish I should have just grabbed it. You need to learn there. the. Yeah, when you. If you're going back for the number one, you might as well just grab any of the other issues you have. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I'm trying to do that with Cloaked, too, because I want to finish that Dark Horse, because I liked it a lot. I, I went back to the unit mm-hmm. to get the a final issue of uh, Knighted, which was that AWA one mm-hmm. um, drawn by Texaria. And uh, I, wa- I really like that series. That's, that's like, really cool. Yeah, I need to read that. I, I, I still am perplexed by the one scene in that where we couldn't figure out with the, with the pipes how he was yeah. swinging downward. Like... How he ended up. <laughs> hanging himself yeah it was the weirdest thing ever but uh i am fascinated by the the comic book so i grabbed those what what i need is a better system and and i might start with this even though it's a lot of work but uh tagging the the dates of of what box they're in and then uh writing on the box this is from here to here and then i could just look at my shipment list oh, and i on, it, yeah. without just without the database because that doesn't mean i have to tag every box which would take me forever within the database oh so you but then i could the look book, at my i could see which shipment was in uh, yeah i could look at my dcbs yeah. 
box and say, oh, this arrived this, and I, I took all the books from these last three months to the storage locker, and I would look in those three months box and find them. Uh, but mm -hmm. that adds probably another hour or two to the whole process because I somehow have to write all this shit down. But um, I might be able to use the DCBS list as a way in and a way out. So I'm trying to find the, the least path of least resistance um, and just go by dates. In other words, these boxes are from here to here. The only problem with that is then it breaks my, uh, I, my red boxes versus my unread boxes because then I have to go back to the storage unit and put it in to the boxes that I read them from. So I, I don't know exactly what's the right way. Oh, yeah. But I, I, I hate going to the storage unit, especially now that I well, Couldn't you have that... a separate box? Like once you take it out of the box, just put it in a different box for the red books? I could. I, I don't know what I'm going to do. I, yeah, I, I don't know how you keep track of those, though. I, I wish my comics were just with me. Like, I like them when they're here. <laughs> And so I did, I, I, I did, because I every listened. time I open the unit, I'm like, somebody can see in and see what I have in there. If... Yeah, I was gonna say I listened to the Challengers <clears throat> comics podcast about the one guy who got his storage locker. Yeah, robbed. him and his brother. Yeah, and that's how. Yeah, it was it was interesting hearing how they the thieves did it. Yeah, they just look like regular. Well, they just bought a Joe, bought a unit in on the second floor or wherever floor they were on, and just and case just the uh, case the joint, see what goes in and out on the weekend, and then the next weekend they just go in and they cut instead of cutting the locks, they cut the uh, yeah, the, the little lever the metal that on, the locks metal on the door. in. Yeah, the metal on the door with like a Dremel tool. And then they just open it up, and it looks like it's still locked. And then they just loot it. And then to anybody that's watching, it just looks like you're emptying out yeah, a, they just think you're a emptying unit, out their unit because yeah. you have the passcode right. to you, get into to the get in and out. So yeah, you look like a legit you're a customer person. Yeah. Yeah. The heck, the security guard could be helping you hold the door open <laughs> for all you know. Yeah. <laughs> so um. I don't know any better. I, I've been going at the crack of dawn on a Saturday morning usually, and there's usually nobody there. Oh, um, so you're going to start casing the joint? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm a little more paranoid than I was before. Do you see yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, I would be too, yeah. Um, so so I, I, like I, go, I get frustrated because I have to spend a lot of time looking for shit now like there's just so many goddamn boxes like i was yeah. in there for 10 minutes looking for uh burlap because i didn't realize it was that old it wasn't even in my it was in my older storage unit uh, oh wow so i had to go to that one and even then i was about to give up because i was going i file all the kickstarters under k you know, like, so it's like right after image. Mm -hmm. And uh, I went through a lot, like the last, I don't know, couple of months. And I was like, it's not here. But I knew I had them. 
And I remember bagging and boarding them, and uh, I finally found them, and I was like, yes, I found them. Because I, I get frustrated, like, when I can't find something. It just annoys the hell out of me. I still don't know where until my knuckles bleed number one is. I haven't been able to find it. <laughs> yeah, I have... I have the same problem, but not with the storage unit. Just trying to figure out what I did, where stuff is. I could kind of figure out downstairs where stuff is. I usually I don't take longer than five ten minutes. <clears throat> and I did do some merging yesterday. Oh yeah. I did a I had a small bo- image a short box that I needed to merge in with my long boxes. Image isn't too bad because I only have uh one. Let's see, four, six. I would think seven. I would think your image box would be huge because a lot got, of number ones. In yeah, there. I got eight. I got eight long eight image long boxes. Well, my number ones now I put they have separate boxes for my number ones. I would think your image box is bigger than any other company. Uh, Marvel? No, it's the same size as Marvel eight. You, do you get that many Marvel number ones? Well, not number ones. I mean, just an overall. I don't know. Marvel, I have more boxes. But I, I think I have the most Marvels that have any company. But even with Marvel, though, you you don't get a lot now. That was all past stuff, Yeah, right? that's all past stuff. <coughs> yeah, the stuff I get Marvel now is... It's slim. Stuff. It's probably like five issues at max. Yeah, I don't get a lot of any new Marvels. Just go in the number one boxes. But I got a lot of old Marvel. My independent, general independent, do the most boxes. DC, actually, DC might beat Marvel if I include the Vertigo. Ah. Because I got a lot of Vertigo boxes. When I when I heard the uh, the challenger guy, I think he said, "How many? Bo- do you remember how many boxes he said were stolen? Was it like sixty something or seventy? Sixty long boxes, I think. I was like, man, that's a lot of long boxes. And then I count, yeah. then I looked at how many long boxes I have, and I said, oh, uh, I guess that's not a lot. <laughs> it is a lot, though. It's a lot, but that's about. I guess it's similar to what I have, because I have. What was heartbreaking, have... though, is he had a lot of from his childhood in there, too. Like, he had Captain America 100 and Avengers he had a more, 4. Yeah, he had a very impressive... <clears throat> he had some very impressive runs. Now, yeah. that stuff, all my valuable stuff... I, well, minus the the valuable stuff that becomes hot, you know, that's current. Yeah, that you don't know about, I, yeah. ...are all here, so... Yeah, I, I was going to say... ...take a lot of the back issues... What I should take is a lot of like X and stuff that things don't people don't give a shit about, <clears throat> and then they open them up and they say, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> are these, these are all fifty comics? cent books. I don't want yeah. these. <laughs> exactly. See, I I have a feeling I know how they staked out his joint. He just had bad timing, <clears throat> and uh, he was probably in there building those new shelves. Like putting yeah. together the new oh, so shelving. 
And he said he kept like the door partially open when he yeah, was and they building the shelves. Yeah, and they probably saw him doing this. And they saw him moving boxes around, and they're like, oh, those are collectibles. We'll just go in there on so-and-so and take all these boxes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I guess the you got to be careful. I be careful going in and out of your unit to make sure there's no one like hovering. Yeah. It surprised me though that there wasn't like the videotape or whatever wouldn't help identify. It sounds like they're rotating video, but it seems like they would know. They said they opened up a a unit with a bogus account. But you right. have to have a credit card that goes through. That has to be under somebody's name, right? If you'd think, yeah. I, I don't think they could pay cash for a unit. I'm, I'm not sure. What if you, like, prepaid for a year? I don't know. It, it just That's seems like some, something like that. I would, I would like to know a little bit more about that whole situation. But... Um, I, I had since been Googling, there are units that, I don't know if there are in Colorado Springs, but they're, they're, the, the, the lock is, the open and closed piece of it is alarmed to your code. Yeah, I was going to say. That's not, that's not saying that somebody couldn't steal your code. Find your code, that, That's yeah. always a way. But, uh. What they really need to do is do that plus have two-factor authentication. In other words, uh, once you get to your unit, you have to tell the app or something, I need to have another unit. And then it sends another like random code to your, your phone. phone. Yeah. And then you can use that random code once to open up your unit and turn the alarm off. That That's the ideal situation. Mm-hmm. And then you... Then you would know, like, oh, somebody's in my unit. The th- the thing opened, the alarm went off, and you can call somebody. Right, you get alert but... on your phone. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, that'd be ideal. But even, yeah, rather than have a padlock, if it was just a, a code you had to, or even a combination of a lock and a code you had to enter. But there's no power in the indoor ones either, so it kind of sucks. Like, I, I, I bought one of those, like... Uh, all the hallways are lit, mm-hmm. like when when you go through them, because they're sensed by motion. But when I'm in my unit itself, it's dark as fuck. Right. So I have one of those like battery powered headlights, and I just put it on my head, <laughs> and I like go through what I need to get, go through. So you're but, like a uh, yeah, I'm like, like a, a coal miner. I'm a coal, <laughs> I'm a coal miner guy you're with my burlap sack and my blueberry muffins looking for comics. We have a discovery. We've discovered the hidden cave of comics. Yeah, where's my until my knuckles bleed number one? God damn it! It's the cave of forgotten dreams. <laughs> <laughs> that wonderful movie. But we have one more comic to still cover, 262. Oh, save the best for last. A spawn. I mean, Savage Dragon. <laughs> Finally, a Savage Dragon. Oh, my goodness. It's been too long. It was a good one, too. So long. It was pretty uh, 
interesting note there about the writer's block. Like, I don't know what that was about. Yeah, I've seen him post. I think he posted that to Facebook or something at some I point. I know he tries yeah. to tell. I know most of these stories are supposed to be in real time. Like, mm-hmm. but for whatever effort he puts that into being in real time, I don't notice it. So I don't think it's worth it. Uh, I don't know if you notice it. But uh, if that's what he's struggling with is the real-time part of Savage Dragon. Yeah, I don't know that it's necessary. Yeah. I think it's a hindrance. And holding him back, probably. Because it makes it impossible to do, like, a two-part story. Yeah. Because your second part's going to take place a month later. Right. (laughs) But I don't think it's worth it because I don't notice that time as I'm reading it, to tell you the truth. Yeah, I don't know that the reader necessarily gets on it. It's a cool concept, but I don't know that it impacts. I don't think it improves the story in any way. I mean, it's a novelty. Yeah. And I understand that. I understand wanting the story to kind of progress in real time. Cause it's cool to have like each year the characters get a little bit older. So it makes it different from a, you know, a, a cor- corporate owned comic where the character can't age at all. They have to be the same age forever yeah. where you can have a character who starts as a child and, you know, 20 years later they're an adult and that that's cool. But I think breaking it down month to month, I don't know, think is ne- necessary. It's his world, but uh, and certainly if if that's contributing to the writer's block, then I would say dump that. I would, but uh, I was glad to get this issue. It was well drawn, well told. A lot happened in this issue. Um, a lot of controversial things in here too that were are are very interested. Uh, so Mighty Man meets Amy and has to take the vial of Malcolm blood to Sarah, who is Hordis, right? Hordius? Or... Yeah, Hordis, yeah. Um, yeah, she got the COVID. She got the COVID and she's on a ventilator and but she's she going to die. Yeah, she got the bad COVID. Well, she yeah. didn't get vaccinated either. Like a dum-dum. <laughs> well, that's a... He, he He's trying to drive home vaccinations and uh, he has a real interesting thing happen in this book, that's for sure. Because, uh, well, there's a couple things. There's child vaccinations in this. Like uh, mm-hmm. the public want, the Dragon's kids are immune to the COVID. But publicly they wanted to show that they were getting immunized. Right. Um, but they couldn't get a needle to penetrate their skin. So they had to take the injection into their tongues. Tongue, yeah. Which, which is freaked, which freaked all the kids out. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and meanwhile, Malcolm and uh, Paul and his gauntlet are uh, fighting uh, the vicious circle. Right. And uh, they're totally outnumbered, but they seem to be holding their own. And uh, there's, the, <laughs> he, I like how Dragon Malcolm's fighting uh, 
the one girl with the veins and like the her veins are like coming out yeah, of her. her yeah she uses her veins as her weapons her veins as a weapon <laughs> that's like my two favorite characters are the yeah her because she's like strangling them with her veins <laughs> and the dude who has a monster coming out of his eyes oh yeah i love that like, guy connect, connected to his <laughs> yeah connected to his eyes I like Braun a lot in this one too, because he he's kicking ass for the vicious he circle. He's kicking ass. He's owning Dragon and Malcolm. I mean Paul and Malcolm, because mm-hmm. his strength, I guess, is just way beyond theirs, and uh, he even damages uh, Paul's gauntlet. Mm-hmm. Um, Mighty Man takes the vial, gets it there, but by the time the they're going to take the vial to uh, Sarah. She's passed away. She's dead. So the vial's no good. I did not like that scene. Yeah, that, that sucked. They better bring her back. I, well, I, <laughs> I, I've always loved her in Freak Force and, and in Dragon for sure. Me too. The only good um, thing about her death is we did get a cameo of Freak Force. Yes. So the, well, well can, can I ask you a question about that? Because I, I was confused about that. Where where does that cameo show up? A couple pages later. Why is Dart in there? Yeah, I was confused by that as well. <laughs> well, maybe this was an old picture. Because Hordis is in there too, right? Yeah, she's in the front. Mighty Man's holding her. But I'm confused by that whole scene. Because I think Dart is dead, and so is, unless she had a kid. Did, yeah, I, did she have a kid? I was confused by that, too. I, I said the same thing. I'm like, I'm like, oh, cool, Freak Force. But I'm like, oh, why is Dart there? <laughs> well, I, I got really confused by that scene. And then so they apply the blood of Malcolm to another uh, person that's dying. So they can hopefully cure this person. Right. Their idea is that they're going <clears> to <throat> give Malcolm's blood to all of them and then give them freak. So they turn into dragons and then give them freak out. So they turn back to humans. And before yeah, so... they can do that, they the, it explodes them. It combusts yeah. them. <laughs> they test it on one guy and he explodes. And they call it the dragon variant. <laughs> yeah, because once he explodes, the doctor and the nurse suddenly turn into dragons because they're infected now with the blood. And then everybody in the and hospital they explode. gets it. Yeah, so soon it it goes through the whole hospital. <laughs> <laughs> Exploding dragons. And on the fight scene, uh, it's really interesting that the new Mako, who seems more like a violent killer now, attacks the vicious circle so i i think if mako didn't introduce himself into this fight uh braun and and crew would have defeated drag the dragons yeah it looked like it but but mako threw a fork in the wrench and he bit braun in the neck and it's like he's there bleeding to death and they end up dropping the whole building down i like when um samurai is uh trying to escape and the vicious circle is sort of chasing her you know like you can't leave you're the leader now (laughs) don't let her get away 
and um, she heads back to the insect that's babysitting yeah, the babysitting other Amy. dragon yeah. and kills her. And Amy, Amy sees it happen. Yeah. There was a right. there was an interesting. Um, I was trying to find the dialogue when Samurai was running away. Oh, and Toad, the Toad gets her. It's going to take more than sucking up to dart and flashing your beaver at everybody for them <laughs> to crown you their new leader. <laughs> Yeah, that was a good line. Because I don't think she has any panties. So I, I think when... You know how she has that thing between her legs? Mm-hmm. I think that it... it oh, it's just straps, yeah. Yeah. There's nothing just like strap... Nothing underneath. Yeah. So... Yeah, they're if just hanging. If, they're long you, straps to hang down. If you, if you look under there, like if you were underneath her, you'd see Vajayjay. Some beef. And maybe even butthole. <laughs> <laughs> she bends over and there's a breeze forget about it but Mako also bites that guy that you like the one that has the eyes attached to the head the yeah they bite dragon his head yeah he's like ah yeah this is a good issue except for Hortus yeah I wonder I'm confused about that freak for. I wish I could ask. I wish I could ask creators questions, and know that it was intended or a mistake without being like that dick, you know. Yeah. Yeah, because clearly it 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 looks like Freak Force is watching the news, where they're talking about what's going on at the hospital, because Barbaric's like whoa. And Mighty Man's crying. And he's holding Hordus. He's holding. Is that? Is that? I, I, I thought that would be. I thought that was Hordus's dead body. Like that they maybe rescued, grabbed the body out of the hospital before it was shut down. I guess. Yeah, dart. I don't know. Did they? Is there, are there two darts? <laughs> and I'm yeah, just not. That's my guess. Is that there's a there's another dart. Was the new dart or something? Savage dragon. Are there two? But art-wise, this looks great. So the writer's block hasn't affected the artwork. There could be two darts. There's a dart too. Maybe this is dart two. Yeah, I'm going to have to read up the history of Dart because I obviously missed... I, I don't remember. I don't remember that transition. Now now it'll, everything will be clear in my head because I'm reading it as Savage Dragon comes out, but the way I used to read it is I would just come yes, to it every sporadic. other year and read a bunch of issues. and <clears throat> So I, yeah, I don't remember. But do you have any other comics you want to mention? 
I have another retro, but I could save that for the next time. Oh, why well, do it now? You'll read something else by then. Okay, I read. Let me find it so I can see the actual title. <clears throat> oh, what did I do with it? You might there have to is. save it for next time. <clears throat> it's Wolver. It's a Wolverine book. Oh, I've been reading Holy a ton Wolverine of Wolverine fans. This is Wolverine: The Jungle Adventure. It was. It's a prestige format one shot. That's weird because I just brought. I just bought. At that uh, 50 cent sale, the Punisher Wolverine Africa Saga. Oh. <laughs> Which is also so a this deluxe is... format. Yeah. I wonder if I have that one. What was it called? I gotta look it up now. Uh, the Punisher Wo- Wolverine Africa Saga. It's by Carl Potts and Jim Lee. Oh, that sounds familiar. I wonder if I have this one. This, I bet you I don't have this one for sure. The one you have. Wolverine. The Jungle Adventure. I got a bug on my arm. Get off me. Creepy bug. The Jungle Adventure. This is written by Walter Simonson with art by Mike Mignola. Oh, wow. Yeah, I definitely don't have this one. So this is when it opens with Wolverine going flying into an island where there's a native race. And I can't remember if it's... What he calls it? Drop from the sky... I don't know if it's, yeah, I'm not sure where he where this place is that he lands, but Wolverine comes there because he's trying to find his this lighter he got from uh, Nick Fury, and they have it. And this, there's this native tribe who's kind of worshiping his his lighter, and then the the leader of the tribe comes over and challenges him to a fight. So they fight, and Wolverine beats the... Wolverine is hiding the fact that he's a mutant at this point. So, But he fights the, the leader and ends up winning. And they reveal that the, the, the leader is actually a woman. So yeah. Wolverine is now the leader of this tribe and kind of beds down with this, this woman. And then... Uh, <laughs> One day, the uh, some of the warriors come back from the jungle and they say, "We, uh, a couple of our guys were just killed out in the jungle by these giant dinosaurs." So Wolverine shows them how to set up a trap to catch this big T Rex that's killing them. And when they do, or they, the T Rex doesn't get caught in the trap. So Wolverine has to attack it and he uses his claws on it and discovers that it's actually a robot. And he's like, what the heck's going on? So he asks them where it came from and he goes back to the the mountains where the T-Rex came from and finds Apocalypse there. And then the story goes on from there. 
That sounds it's, good. Yeah, it's, it's just this this little adventure he has on this island. And here, uh, <laughs> spoiler alert: he ends up impregnating the woman on the island, and they have a a baby. So this is one of one of Wolverine's many children. <laughs> I wonder if that ever played out. I looked it up, and they they haven't done anything with that baby yet. Mm. That is that what? Is they that woman the woman on the cover that's kind of like looking up at the fight? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, so on the cover it's Wolverine fighting Apocalypse with a T-Rex in the background. Some of the jungle natives. And a girl with her butts. I really like the butt on the cover. <laughs> that's a good angle right there. It is. That's a nice Mignola cover. <clears throat> yeah. And this is, what year was this? And I'm not the biggest Mignola fan. Like, uh, this is 1990. Yeah, this is, the art in this is, it's Mignola, but it's a little, it's when he was a little more traditional Mignola yeah. before he went. That's why I like boy. the cover, probably. Yeah. Yeah, it's more like the cover where it's you can tell it's Magnolia, but it's it's more traditional looking than modern Magnolia. Yeah. Where'd you get this one? <clears throat> oh, I have no idea. Oh, uh, you just, you were, going, you were doing yeah. a merge and you just dug it out, huh? Yeah. When? How did this end up in my? My purview. I'm not sure. I don't even know. Yeah, it's probably I was probably going through a box at some point and saw that it was Simonson and Magnolia and said, "Ooh, I need to read this." And ah. put, it in a, put it in a box to be read. All right. Well, do you have any TV you want to mention? I already talked about kind of what I would watched. I did watch season three of Stranger Things. I finished that. It's a good season. Starts out a little slow, but then gets into the action pretty quick. Are they already on season four, though? I think they just released. I don't know if they released oh, the they whole re- season or just it, the Was it just like the second part they released to this season? Something like that. I think they might have released the start of season four. Or they're about to release it or something like that. <clears throat> but it's good. A lot of it's good because a lot of the movie takes place in a mall. And it's what in is, the eighties. What, so. what is the I don't even know what the premise is of other than it's like eighties pop culture, but Stranger uh, Things a, in general. It's a hor- a horror type theme thing, right? Yeah, it's the basically <clears throat> the I don't know how much I want to... I guess this isn't really spoiler. Plus, everyone's already seen this show. Um, scientists opened up a portal to another dimension, and it released uh, a monster into our world, basically. Oh, okay. And these kids kids end up being the ones who have to... who discover the truth and have to fight it. Yeah, I almost went to the Stranger Things after Who Killed Sarah, but... Uh... 
I decided to go back to Lost in Space, and I'm I'm a little oh, lost right now because yeah. I don't remember the end of like I remember what happened in <laughs> season two, but I don't yeah. remember where it left off at all. So I'm I'm a little lost right now, but uh, I I'm just gonna plow through it, and I'm sure by episode two I'll know what's going on again. Yeah, I can't remember. We might have got we might have gone back and watched the end of the previous episode. I know the kids Let's look, a, especially the Will Robinson. He looks really old in season yeah, he's three. Old now. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, he aged dramatically, and I don't know what the distance was between two and three, but it, it had to be a year or two. That might have been COVID, yeah. So, um, no, I think uh, Lost in Space season that. three was prior to COVID. Okay. Um, yeah, he just yeah he he just had a growth spurt or whatever. Kids do that. That's the problem with um, filming a like a franchise movie or a TV show with kids. Like yeah. I, even Most even Stranger Things, anymore. how even Stranger Things, I'm sure the kids. Yeah, they've aged a lot. Aged a lot. Well, especially like the whatever her name is, Bobby Nine? Brown or whatever. Yeah, eleven. Eleven. I knew she was a number. See, that's <laughs> how much I know she was a, like pop culture. <laughs> she, well, she started. She was just a little kid, and now she's like doing like adult movies. Well, not wow. adult movies, but <laughs> <laughs> now she's in regular she's in, movies in, as in, an adult. And she porn. As a, I don't know how she was. I didn't 20. know she was a porn star in <laughs> Stranger <laughs> Things. Thing. You better watch it sooner if you don't that. Yeah. That wasn't until she, yeah. Well, I can't imagine what they're school, gonna do with the drugs. the next Shazam movie because <clears throat> if you watch the first Shazam movie, a lot of those kids were kids. Yep, they're not gonna and be kids anymore. <laughs> even the guy that played Billy Batson, he's gonna be like a fucking man now. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what they're gonna do. And the littlest girl, she's gotta be already like. 16 17 <laughs> i don't know what they're gonna do yeah yep that is a a hard thing to to deal with unless you're going in real time like i think it works easier on a tv show because then you're like year after year but a movie where there could be two years in between movies well yeah, yeah it's you, a, you could it's have a, a kid grow a, a lot in two years it's a gradual thing uh, yeah. on a tv show where it's a movie like shazam i don't know what year it came out but i think it's been at least three or four yeah for sure so that's a lot a stupid warner brothers man they should have released that flash movie like before all this crap oh i, I assume they didn't know Someone must have known. They they had to have known he was a weirdo. A weirdo yeah. though, because I've done a lot of research on it. Because personally, I would go see the movie, regardless yeah. of the controversy. The, the way I look at this shit is, I'm there to be entertained. Thousands upon thousands of people were part of this movie, even though Ezra Miller's the star. But I'm not supporting the grips, all the lighting. I'm not. I, uh, Michael Keaton's in the movie. Uh, you know, like, 
I, I want to see this film, and whatever's going on is, I, I don't know. I think this guy's still missing. He may have uh, a girl with with him that's been brainwashed. She has, she has told her parents though that she's not, but that doesn't mean shit, I guess, in a cult. But yeah, people who are brainwashed don't usually don't know they're brainwashed. Admit, <laughs> they, yeah, they don't know they're under. Um, something, but, uh, that's a weird dude, man. Like I, I was reading up on the, the bar thing in Iceland or wherever he was. And he had gone into a bar. I, I guess he was wearing open toed shoes or whatever. And somehow this woman started talking to him and talking about his feet. And I guess he got real offended. <laughs> and, and that's how the first controversy started but he was gonna fight her i don't understand what his uh, first i know he's some he must be like bisexual i I can't really tell but it talks about him being gay but i i think he's more bisexual based on what Mm -hmm. i'm reading but um i always thought that like just the mannerisms that he uh, came across as outside of the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I've never seen him before um, outside of the Justice League. I, I, I didn't even know who this guy was um, really? or where he came from. But uh, uh, this movie's going to be in trouble, and I don't know what they're going to do because it's costed Warner Brothers millions. So Yeah, I don't think they know. How far along were they? Were is it like complete? Yeah, they just didn't release it for Ready whatever to go. reason. Yeah. So I think they need to. Yeah, I don't know what they're gonna do. They, uh, and like I said, I don't, they probably don't even know right now. Other and their 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 Flash movie was supposed to be like the latest. You saw the latest Spider Man, right? Mm-hmm. You know how it was crossing over like into the multiverse. Yeah. That's what this was supposed to be doing. And that hence Michael Keaton, you know. Right. Kind of what the CW had already played with. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, that's a shame. Especially since The Flash is one of my favorite characters, and I may never see this Flashpoint movie, which I really wanted to, but... Oh, well. Yeah, hopefully they can figure something out where they can release it in some form at some point. I do want to see that uh, Blacklist uh, no, Black Phone movie by Joe Hill. I really want to see that. It's at the theaters now. And I really want to see that Elvis movie. Even though I'm not a big Elvis fan, I grew up with Elvis. So I'm very interested in it. That's like a biopic, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to see that. Just because I, I don't know a lot about Elvis, it just fascinates me. Like, if because I watched like a clip of like a concert video of his, yeah, and he's just k- kissing every woman in the audience, yeah, constantly. It's like, Damn. I heard he died in poverty too. Like he was in financial trouble, which I'm, I'm I, interested. I would, yeah, I don't I'm think interested it, in that aspect. I don't think it was poverty because he was still <laughs> not at, poverty. There's his, a there's a difference of poverty. Yeah, he, yeah, he was broke. But, being filthy rich <laughs> yeah and it seems like 
you would be filthy rich if you were that magnitude of Elvis. He should, he should have been, yeah. Yeah, so I, I'm, I'm very interested in that aspect. Um, so I want, I want to see that movie a lot. Those, those, those are the two movies that are at the, and then I want to see that DC Super Pets movie as well, because I think even though it's animated, I think you I like the pet, would you like actually. The Super Pets, yeah. I love crypto. Like, I adore crypto. And just seeing the clips of that, it just looks amazing. So, yeah, there's a couple. Of, the the Super Pets is the toughest. Like, do I wait? Because I don't like kids, <laughs> like young kids, to be at my theater. Because mm-hmm. they just make a lot of racket and they kick chairs and they do stuff. And you can I, always w- wait for it to be streaming. Yeah. I might wait, but I don't want to. And there's really not a good time to go because a movie like that is for kids. It's not right. for me. Yeah, and but... kids are always off. So yeah. you can go see it late at night. The 9 o'clock feature. But that'll be too late for you. <laughs> I'm already in bed at that time. And the kids are still up at that time, so maybe that yeah. won't work. Yeah. Matter of fact, that's what happened last night. It was around 9 o'clock. We were into the movie and I passed out. I had just I fit I finished my bucket of popcorn and and passed out. I fell fell asleep right in the popcorn. Yeah, in the popcorn. I was like it's very comfortable. But it's weird cuz our sleep schedules are like way off. Like Barb I go to bed like around 9 o'clock and on the weekends Barb's been going to bed around 5:30. So, I well, she went to bed at 4.30 last night, but I got up at 4.30. I've been up since 4.30 a.m. <laughs> so it's like she she went to bed when I was getting up. And I've but been she... up since. I didn't usually pass out. I, I read a couple of issues of uh, the Red Sitha, which is the a new Red Sonia title. Oh, yeah. And uh, that was pretty good. And then I read uh, Samurai Sonia this morning, <clears throat> and then I took Harley for a walk. So, but there's a lot of I there's a Hulu show called Old Man, and I really want to watch that too. Like I, I really want to watch that. There, there's so much that I want to watch. It's just I don't have the time. If yeah, I don't I, know what I, I have next. If I was up like Barb and I only slept two hours a night, then I would watch a lot of these shows. But <laughs> Yeah, she's lucky that she has that defect. Yeah. Where she doesn't require sleep. <clears throat> it's probably taking years of her life off of the other <laughs> end, but she doesn't seem to care about she that. She doesn't know that she's borrowing. <laughs> she's borrowing on time later on be- with, by staying up. And not letting her rest. It, I'm the one that'll have to suffer for that because I won't have her because she's too busy make... watching TV now. It's too damn important. You'll have to make your own banana muffins <laughs> for your own <laughs> blueberry muffins. I blame Daryl Taylor since they talk about TV. She feels pressured. She has to watch uh, all this goddamn her, yeah, show. Watching this stuff. Yeah. Taking years of her life away, and uh, <clears throat> so yeah, Mr. Mr. Taylor. 
she used to go to bed at now she doesn't go to bed. It's either that or I'm just the most disgusting person and like you'd ever want to go to bed with. <laughs> she has to and it's like out of bed. <laughs> I just don't want to go to bed with this guy. Like he snores and he's gross and he stinks and I just don't want to be in the same bed. So I'll wait till he gets up and then, then I'll go she, to bed. She hears she get out of bed and she runs up to her. Time for yeah. Fine. That could be the case, and she just doesn't want to say that. She can't admit it, it. It could be. So, um, any other TV or or movies or anything? Not that I can think of. All right. Well, next week, next time, next time we get together, it should be previews. I've. Uh, there's not a lot of Marvel, I'll tell you that. Um, I, I don't know if Marvel is uh, mm. in the midst of that paper shortage still, and they're rolling things out really sporadically or what. But um, the DC one, they recalled the print copy because of Ezra Miller. I guess there was a cover in there, and they felt they didn't want to release that cover. No, and they decided. To take all those print issues and destroy it, which I think is ridiculous. And th- th- nobody's th- gonna fucking buy that fucking book anyway, so who, who cares? <laughs> Show the people that want the, to see what solicited the stuff. Um, so they they uh, pulled it before they distributed it. They, like yeah, they don't have the I, warehouse or whatever. I've heard two things. I heard they're gonna redistribute a new catalog, and I've heard no, they're just gonna release the digital this month. So I don't, I don't know which one's true. Um, the the well, they, previews. They have to get it out quick if they were gonna do a print copy of it. I will say that the previews for some of the stuff this month are interesting, and again, Image put out. A bunch of stuff that I'm interested in, mm-hmm. like uh, there was. I don't think there was one number one that I was like, "Oh, I'll pass on this." Like, I there all of them were look. All of them look good. Had good, look good, yeah. At least to me, they 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 fell into realms that I like, and mm-hmm. they had art styles that I liked. So I I don't I don't know what I'll be saving on. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be saving on Marvel. I did know that uh, in the new previews that Behemoth changed its name to like Samaritan or something like that. And oh, I don't know what yeah, that was. Well, they got bought by Samaritan, right? I think that was in the last one. <sighs> but they're stupid. They should have kept the same name. Because then they're in the preview. I really think there's something to that logic. Oh, I th- where you are in previews, yeah. I think, <clears throat> I think that... People that are fixed, like, they'll go from beginning to end. They'll look at Marvel, and they'll go look at DC, and then they'll look at previews, and they go from beginning to end, and they might be spent by the time they're out of image, or they might go through Aftershock. But maybe you have a chance of getting to Behemoth, but once you're in the Xenoscope or the other world, you're not going to get looked at. Mm Mm-hmm. Unless you're already there. I know there's a Pat Shand, uh, uh, Van Helsing in the the next uh, previews. Speaking yeah, I think of... Xenoscope's different because that's, they have a, a uh, what's it called? An audience. 
I really would like to. Uh, I don't like to, I, I don't like to do interviews, but I would like to talk to Zenoscope people about their uh, evolution and uh, the fan base, and um, I would like to understand it how how their new uh, paradigm is going. Like, do they see numbers drop if, on Van Helsing or? because it's non-continuous or do they see a more flat line because uh, people can drop in and out and get a complete story. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I would, sure. I would, I yeah, would, the new model I would just thing. love to see how the, I would really, I, they probably don't want to share that information with the public because it's proprietary, but I, uh, I would love to know the answers to the, to those questions. Yeah. I, I'm wondering if you ever go to a, like a, a panel of theirs, you can ask, like, they probably answer it in a panel. Yeah. Which, if you ever get a, have you been to a Xenoscope panel before? Uh, no. One with, have not, no. One with, or a panel with Ralph <laughs> Tedesco on it. He's he's very interesting to listen to. He's very dynamic. I think, I think I've been to a uh, baseball game where he was at. And I don't remember how I found out, but. That's I was strange. at a major league baseball game and we were at it together, but I, I wasn't sitting next to him or anything. Yeah. <laughs> I think I found out through social media. Yeah, I think I was, I don't think I was a Zenoscope panel, but it was a panel and he was on it where he was kind of explaining like the history of Zenoscope and stuff. It was, he's, he's a very interesting speaker. I got to listen to. I don't so know what that. Of, speaking of conventions, I'm going to a convention She's next eating weekend. eating that weed. What are you going to? I'll be going to Fan Expo, formerly known as Wizard World. When it next week already? Yep, next week. Oh, Wizard World. Okay, gotcha. Matter of fact, uh, the Denver Comic Con was on this weekend. <clears throat> I heard Heroes Con was kind of empty, and I also heard that. Uh, I mean, just looking at tweets from people that were there. Yeah. Uh, got COVID. I know it hit the 11 o'clock comics guys. I did. <clears throat> Jason Wood and David. I, I don't know if it hit Vince, but uh, well, it might have hit him, and then he didn't know about it because the way COVID is, you right. could have it and not know it. True. I was looking at a picture. It looked like it wasn't. It looked empty. Attendance. It looked empty to me. It. I guess it depends when. It's hard though, because like, it depends like what aisle you're in when you take the pictures. Like, I'm sure some areas were busier than others. I don't know. We need to talk to uh, someone who who was there. Kirk. Well, Kirk was there, right? So you yeah. Have to grill, grill him. I was trying to do a podcast with him tonight, but nobody would. That that podcast has kind of gone by the wayside. Can't and, get anyone uh, to lock in. And I having a hell of a time with Retrocast lately because Chris is having activities every weekend, and Rob, his kids are at that age, you know, where they have activities every weekend. So, yeah, I might have to recruit somebody to record Retro with me <clears throat> from time to time. Yeah. That's why I like that we record early, so yeah. sometimes I have stuff in the afternoons in the afternoon. that I can still attend. Yeah. 
Yep. I don't know. I'll find it and bring it to you. Your chair's getting kind of squeaky there. That was my door. My oh, son was I, looking for a It was, it was either cable. that or your ass farting. I don't know what it was. <laughs> that was my ass. I was, it wasn't the door. It was my ass. That That it. is for all you Patreons that paid for the fart tier. Um, the live <laughs> fart tier. Uh, there you go. We had that tier. We did. We were supposed to was... not do it live, though. You're supposed to save it for the Patreon feed only. For... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what's the chair? Oh, yeah, there we go. Yeah, there you go. I got it. I got it to go. I'm looking for a cable. Where is it? We should we should do the video podcast just because I just it'd be chaos. Like people would be like, "Man, what the fuck is going on there?" <laughs> I'm back. Yeah, I said we should do a video podcast. I'm down. What we need to do is at the next heroes do a a video cast. Yeah. Round table. You'll have to brief us on the convention. I will. Yes, I'll give you the full. Now, this is a convention that's mostly... Pop culture. Pop culture. I, I did see that they brought in a few bigger names, comic creators. Artist Alley, I didn't really notice anyone that s- s- stuck out to me. But this has always been a really good shopping convention for me. I've always found a lot of good stuff there. Yeah. So that's my must my main draw. See what goodies I find hidden away in the boxes. Yeah, I think I cleaned out the fifty cent boxes at the flea market. <clears throat> but I've only been shopping at my friend's store. There's other places to still look at stuff. Um the comic places or yeah there's one next door that looked interesting because he had some treasury stuff like treasury editions and he had some of those digests which uh, i'm really interested in the blue ribbon digests but um Mm -hmm. i I wanted to stay focused because i don't like to stay there so long because barb like just has to walk around while i'm going through boxes but uh yeah, some, it can take a while to go through those boxes, too. So. Yeah, because there's no order to them. Like, they're not alphabetical. Right, they're... So you got to go through yeah. every, every comic because you can't skip. I know they have some uh, X-Factor and X-Force stuff that are in the hundreds that I know I don't have, but I pretty much cleared everything yeah. else out. There might be some Vertigo stuff that, that I can fill. I bought a bunch of Star Trek Unlimiteds from Marvel. That's another thing I bought. But we can wrap this one up and uh, next time previews. Previews and con covers. If you need a code, let me know because I have my physical copy. It arrived yesterday. But um, All right, I'll let you know. You can reach Bill at DBM00. You can reach me at Mike Myers Brunch. This is Geek Brunch Podcast. You can find us at geekbrunchpodcast.com. You can also go to Facebook and type Geek Brunch Podcast. Click the like button. Follow all the episode threads there as well as our website. And uh, 
Our emails are Mike at comicbooknoise.com and Bill at comicbooknoise.com. And uh, we'll take off from there. But we actually covered two Kickstarters. That's pretty incredible. We don't do that too often because <laughs> I get a sure. lot of Kickstarters. Bill's very selective. But uh, he did get Burlap and the yeah, Pat Shan book Thursday. So uh, we'll talk to you guys later and have a good weekend and enjoy your 4th of July. Yeah, you too. All right, take care. Bye. All right.